man, if you've been listening to this show long enough, you know, what's half a Scarface? That's our girl. We going to miss our girl. What was her real name on the show? Late, late, I'm bad with names. But we're going to miss our girl. I'm going to get into that a little bit later. I'm not going to come with the spoilers that fast and that early. Let's get into one of the conversations that's been going on on the internet since Meg dropped this song. We're coming with this song. And I'm going to give y'all my takes. My honest take, I don't feel like it was directed at Tory Lanez. A question that I asked um, Low because he was just, uh, just a wild dick rider for no reason. I asked him, I said, so when was the last time you seen a picture of her in party? Go look on her page. I haven't. I follow Meg. I haven't seen her post that nigga in probably like almost two months now. But go figure. I, I don't know how. And, and I guess we live in an age where it's just straight clickbait. Everything is for fucking clickbait. So soon the first people to post it, it was No Jumper. And then they was like a Tory Lanez diss. I'm like, uh, I, the audio wasn't as clear as the one I'm about to play now. But I'm like, nigga, I got two ears. I listened to words. I didn't hear nothing that made me assume that she was talking to Tory Lanez. And real quick, before I play it, and I'm not trying to... um leave the jury with my take before i play the song but realistically can we absolutely be honest and this is not no shade to tory bro i never even knew like i know women like tory but this is regular women i didn't even know tory lane's got fucking famous pussy before this whole meg shooting shit even happened so it's like the shit that she was saying i'm kind of like i don't even like i didn't i don't know like I, that shit i'm just gonna play it and then we can go from there because maybe i need to listen to it again and i can catch something but i felt like i listened to it enough that i ain't catching the shit Nigga still can't believe I used to fuck with you Poppin' playin' B's cause I ain't playin' to be stuck with you Damn, I see you still kickin' with them op bitches I'm the only reason that your goofy ass got bitches All them hoes wanna look like me Bitch, most likely Only fuckin' you just to spite me But I don't get it twisted, I ain't trippin' I never put my faith in a nigga Bitch, I'ma die independent If you was wondering, yeah, boy, I'm still that bitch I had to block you, but you still gotta watch this shit Cause who the fuck rock it like me? No Broad tight teeth, slick back ponytail, feeling like I'm iced tea. You know I suck it good, real hood, real wake up. You know her hair weak if she ain't fucking up her makeup. Damn, I can't believe I used to let you fuck me. I'd rather be in jail before I broke. Hey, look, ladies, love yourself, cause this shit could get ugly. That's why as fuck niggas get money. And I don't give a fuck if that nigga leave tonight, because nigga, that dick don't. So it's just like Nick, what? Just explain to me where y'all got the Tory Lane shit from. Cause just be real, just and just let's just run down memory lane real quick. Meg was in a whole fucking relationship with Moneybag Yo. Like at the cuffs of her career, when she was kind of really breaking into the industry, she was dating Moneybag Yo. I, I like I, but I guess we live in an era where shit goes so fast, y'all forget a lot of shit, or you feel like she moved on, or like, bro, I. Kids, this is when I, I'm going to be transparent and I think a lot of y'all need to be transparent with yourself sometimes you don't need to be talking about your last ex you be throwing shots at the motherfucker who did you actually gave a fuck about and that could have been four exes ago like I don't like so I don't fucking know like I, that, sh- bro, that shit listening to that shit nothing about that shit, shit said Tory Lanez I honestly don't know because if I'm really listening to the boss I could really make that whole entire shit fit money back yo easily Can I ask you a question? What was the baddest bitch I ever seen money bag yo with before Meg the Stallion? Hit, think two seconds about it. And matter of fact, fuck, think two seconds about it. Google some of his baby mothers. And then let's get to 
<laughs> Dude, this, this, these bars can fit money bag, yo, way more than they can fit fucking Tory Lanez or anybody else. And then even when she was saying, like, I think that, and I think she was could have been sending bars a couple of niggas ways. And even when she sit here and say, I never put my faith in a nigga, I'm, whatever, she's going to take her career on her own. I felt like that could have been shots towards the fucking label that she's still trying to get off of. What is it, 1501 or whatever the fuck it's called? So it's just like, with all that shit being said, I, I don't, I can't just, I'm not jumping out on the gun and seeing here saying that was a Tory Lanez this. And, and to be honest, if she really, if, if Meg was a, a clickbaity motherfucker, to me, the bigger draw now would be like, nigga, this a money bag this. But she didn't. She said to whomever it may concern. But I'm just putting the bars together and I'm just like on dating history and patterns because you still can't like I, I cannot. It's, it will be hard. I feel like you're stretching your arms as fucking long as you possibly can to try to say you're making this a Tory Lanez this when it's just like, um, I don't know no other bitches that Tory even fuck with. I don't. Sorry. Like, I don't like what what other women could we right now put next to him? You can like, come on, bro. I I. I, I listen to those bars again, or go to Meg Pages on her page, and really dissect what she's saying and kind of picture that shit. And I wish people always stopped. Like, I just, I know we live in a world where nobody's never honest. Nobody's never honest about who they fucking sneak this, and no motherfuckers is never honest about their feelings on relationships that kind of like end too fast. But, okay, let me just to, to, to kind of like prove my point a little bit more. She still has the dogs that this nigga bought her. Again, a, a conversation we had on here before. I don't know how much I would even... I'm a fan of that shit. Like, nigga, those dogs that he bought her, she got a fucking whole Instagram page for them fucking dogs. But I guess motherfuckers forgot that. That's how fast that time move and people just don't pay attention to certain shit. So it's just kind of like... I, like I said, I can make a debate that that shit fits Moneybag, yo, more than it fits fucking Tory Lanez. But again, nobody wouldn't say that because that wasn't the last person she was in a relationship with. But how do y'all, none of y'all ain't in the bed with them. I, I can't sit here and say that that shit didn't tarnish her a little bit. Didn't make her feel some type of way. Or it could be fucking party. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't seen her post that nigga in God knows how long. I don't know what his I don't know what his dating history looks like now after fucking dating Meg. Like, let's be real, women know that. Like, when you date a certain nigga and you give him a profile on your page and other bitches start stalking him, like, oh, I ain't even wasn't thinking about that nigga. Now I'm thinking about him because Meg got him. She's fucking Meg the style, and she's a household name at this point. She's fucking realistically she between an A and B list celebrity. Her stock won't dating Meg is gonna take your stock through the roof, but I don't think that. I, I don't feel like that shit could fit Tory because I don't even know how many women right now publicly would even want to be seen with Tory. I've even seen some of his like his female artists like she's like she stood up for him for like two seconds, but she really didn't like she couldn't like go super crazy with that nigga because she's still a woman. So uh, yeah, I guess and y'all take you can take it for what y'all want. Give me y'all feedback and let me know what y'all thinking. Real quick, I'm, I'm gonna be all over the place today. And ladies, it is that time of the year. It's NBA playoffs. I, oh, I, I'm I'm never, uh, I hate when, like, I listen to a lot of podcasts and then their favorite, this is not a sports podcast. Like, bro, sports is a part of fucking American fucking culture. What the fuck are we, like, I don't have to, I don't need, like, nigga, some of the biggest fucking networks on your fucking cable, you pay, your cable bill is so fucking high because you add the sports channels. Like, I'm not about to be like, oh, this is not a sports podcast. I'm going to talk about sports motherfuckers. It's women who listen to this shit who got male fucking, I mean, they're grow, growing and raising young boys. They, this can be their dose of fucking ESPN once a week. They don't got to cut that shit on and listen to Stephen A. Because I'm going to tell you real quick. Uh, I got love for Boston in a different way because I actually have friends that live in Boston. 
But, and I've said this, and we, I think I, we even talked about it when they came on the podcast, we talked about how Boston doesn't have no black culture. And I love right now that fucking Kyrie is just that he, he's, he's a living testimony of what the fuck I be talking about. I be knowing about shit and I don't have to, I can see shit from afar. And then the funny thing is, shout out to P-Star, because he DM me, he was just like, I guess he was at the game and he was saying how the motherfucking crackers was at the fucking game going crazy. And matter of fact, I'm going to play the clip. He told me to play this for y'all so y'all can know how it felt every time Kyrie got the fucking ball. Shout out to P-Star. He sent me this and said, play this when you talk about Kyrie this week. Hold on, I got to get that shit. Listen to what I'm telling you, bro. What I don't know why, because as a black person, that shit's supposed to make you mad. It does not make me mad at all. That shit is fucking hilarious as fuck. But if I'm just a word to people in Boston, if you know it, I'm sure y'all probably don't even know half of the white people to be at them fucking games. But bro, I wouldn't recommend if you want to win that series, leave Kyrie Irving the fuck alone. Because he literally almost won that game by himself with Kevin Durant playing like dog shit. And the whole time he dropping niggas off at bro, that look down he hit motherfucking Marcus Smart with it the fourth quarter. He was uh, one leg, two leg. Mm, mm, mm. Look, I'm telling he eyeballing this nigga in the rim at the same damn time. I'm telling nigga, he got Kevin Durant wide open. He ain't look at Kevin Durant ass not once. He just Marcus looking at Marcus Smart little ass. Mop, mop, boom, hit that motherfucker three, and then turn around and hit the fucking crowd, the fucking uh, the fans with the crybaby. Bro, that shit was oh my god, that was an amazing fucking game. Like, if you don't, if especially for the women, if y'all don't watch no other series, this NBA playoffs, two series that you got to watch this must-see, especially if y'all got little boys, watch the fucking shit, with, watch the games with your son, watch Minnesota versus the Grizzlies, and watch fucking Boston versus Brooklyn. And I'm one of my last fair warning to all the fucking Celtics fans listening, because I do know it is a lot of fucking Celtics fans that live in the DMV, which is fucking crazy as fuck to me. I don't know where to live. I, I, I never got into Kevin Durant like, I mean, not Kevin Durant, Kevin Garnett like that. So I don't get it. But I know, I do know women who really was like, oh, Kevin Garnett was my nigga. I love Kevin Garnett. So I get it, but I don't. But my thing would be, if you are a Boston fan, I would not recommend y'all keep fucking trolling Kyrie Irving because I'm trying to tell you that he, they was Ben Simmons away from winning that game. And when I say that, I mean that last play, if Ben Simmons was checking Jason Tatum, I swear to God, Jason Tatum is not making that fucking layup. Or one day he wouldn't even been open to get that layup. Just Kyrie was just too small. At that time, that was a little. And if I was Ben Simmons, I mean, uh, Jason Tatum, I would have hit motherfucking Kyrie with the Kevin Durant jump too little. Like, I definitely would have hit him with that one after that shit because he was just too small. Like, that's all that, that last play that win the fucking game, Kyrie Irving was just too fucking small. Um, but yeah, but so trust and believe. Celtics fans, enjoy y'all win. I'm not mad at y'all because that was a hell of a fucking... That was... That in the Timberwolves and Grizzly game was the best two games by far that weekend. But that Boston and fucking Brooklyn game, that shit was crazy. And if you are a Celtics fan, you should thank fucking God that Kevin Durant play like dog shit. So two things that you need to know for certain if you are a Celtics fan, and, or even if you're not a fan of neither one of them and you like to bet and you want to hit your parlays, and what I would tell you I'm going to go 
if if Brooklyn win tomorrow, what what the next game? Wednesday, I think it's Wednesday. I think the next game Wednesday or maybe tonight. Is either Wednesday or Tuesday? If Brooklyn win the next, if Brooklyn win game two, I'm going Brooklyn in six. If they don't win tonight, I promise y'all Ben Simmons will play before the series over. And the game, the first game Ben Simmons come back, I promise y'all that Brooklyn will not lose another fucking game. So it's either going to be Brooklyn in six or Brooklyn in seven. Mock my fucking word. If you're better, get your fucking parlays together. I promise you. And the upper, and listen to what I'm saying. The first game, and, and, I, and I'm not, and I, the very first game, the fucking Ben Simmons playback, I promise, listen to what I'm telling y'all. Bet your fucking parlays for 20, what it, what the shit be like, um, 25 over or under for fucking Jason Tatum. That first game that Ben Simmons play, you better bet under on fucking Tatum getting over 25 points. My, my, listen to what I'm telling you. That light-skinned nigga ain't sitting on that bench and keep smiling for fucking nothing. Pro, listen to what I'm telling you. I promise you, when that nigga play, it's going to be a whole fucking different ball game, and you can bet your bottom fucking dollar that Kevin Durant will not have another shitty-ass game like that for the rest of the playoffs. Just think about it. Celebrate. I'm not mad. Get your celebrations off. Get your Celtics pride off now. Because I fucking promise you, y'all could bet your bottom fucking dollar that Kevin Durant ain't going to play like that ever fucking again in this fucking 2022 playoff series. Mock my fucking words on that. But yeah, um, real quick, because I do like to shout out black dads. Shout out to the, uh, what was that? Carl Anthony Towns' dad was at the game um, with John Morant dad and both of them got to dap it up. That shit just looked fire because motherfucking both of their dads, you could see just like the ghetto dap they gave each other up before the game and they showed each other love. And like, but like, you know, like, that's one thing I love about black people because you can kind of almost from a far see just like, old black men who just really just got that nigga in them. And their dap up was real like, yeah, nigga, my son about to bust your son ass type of shit. Like, it was one of them type but it was just their demeanor on the dap and everything, how they even pulled it in. It wasn't one of those, like, preppy ass, like, eh, fuck out of here. Like, it wasn't one of them type of jumps. But yeah, it was some definitely some good games. And then it was some fucking horrible games. Like, Atlanta got their ass beat the fuck all the way up. Like, that shit was crazy. Question for y'all. Did any of y'all watch um Lizzo at, what was she on, SNL? I didn't see it, so I'm just asking did any of y'all watch it just to try to. I always just like to, you know me, I like to kind of fucking jack my own shit off. Um, and be wondering, do like, is it just, is it the antics for her, or do people ever, again, ever really check in? So I'm just asking. I'm not sure y'all can give me y'all feedback if y'all seen it on SNL. Did y'all watch like the actual? Even if you didn't watch it live, did you at least go on YouTube to check her shit out? And maybe if you didn't, you might go do it now. I don't know. Um. Oh yeah, can we get into just like the numbers thing, right? Because what was the the numbers for? The, and and I'm I just not a fan of numbers, and I kind of I hate that it's a thing, right? And when I say numbers, I'm talking about like album sales, and I'm kind of like for me personally, I love music so much, I don't give a fuck how much somebody album sells, because it'd be shit that I'd be like that R&B shit. Niggas don't keep up with the numbers for R&B. It's only a rap thing, and I always wonder is it a rap thing because rap is so dominant by black people, so they want to kind of use. And I and Meek had a tweet when he was saying it's the labels, and it's kind of it is watering down the music industry because it does make niggas kind of make uh mediocre shit niggas chase a sound of course like I, and that and realistically you can tie that into when i was talking about the nikki shit and the um the city girls with the fa- all everybody running to a fabio feature so it's like you're, you're chasing the streaming numbers you're chasing or even when nikki with the little baby shit is because you're chasing 
numbers instead of just putting out quality music shit people just actually going to like and i think you can even tie that in with where it was like a leak from fucking drake comes uh, drake and jack hollow jump and he's in this and push his teeth and again and i think that to me that wasn't that's more of not a reach and that made more sense than y'all telling me that that fucking meg the stallion shit was a tory lane's diss because those fucking bars like the drake was using very strategically like the green daytona whatever the case may be and that was and pusha t last album was called daytona and uh, i'm tired of hearing all this uh plug talk from you middlemen and and don't see and the only reason why I'm, i guess you couldn't sit here and say a nigga could be like if he didn't use the if the next couple bars wasn't the um the revenge shit like I is this eat I, is eating me alive I gotta get revenge if he didn't use those bars I could easily say nigga he could have been talking about Benny the Butcher because that's Benny the Butcher shit his name one of his albums like plug talking all that other shit I could easily easily sit here and say um that that Drake shit could have been about anybody else but some of those lines that he was using he made them very fucking clear like the revenge lines it was like all right cool the the, uh, the green day tone I'm like all right cool I get it and I'm not mad at Drake I, I'm never mad at just like hey, bro Drake ain't never gonna do no wrong especially on them type of beats like them fucking 4 a.m or whatever the fuck them shits is or 5 a.m and 7 whatever on he gonna just do Drake. Them fucking smooth jumps where he can just rap like he fucking talking for like a cut five minutes, bro. He gonna walk on that shit. He gonna walk on water on that shit all day long. And I heard people say he's saying, "Oh, Jack Harlow should have just redid his verse, bro." How? What is he? What like? And, and don't be and don't be getting me wrong. Jack Harlow verse wasn't bad, but let's be real. What in the flying fuck do you think Jack Harlow could have actually fucking done to have a better verse than fucking Drake on that type of beat? Let's be clear. When Jack Harlow had to rap with Wayne Tory Lanez the baby three other niggas he had the worst verse on his own song but that's not him he's not ain't nigga I'm not looking for Jack Hollow to be the bar nigga he's a swaggy white boy I ain't looking for him to be Eminem so I don't that when people go like, oh he should have like that but sometimes I be knowing niggas really don't listen to music and don't be paying attention to what the fuck the fucking temperature or the tone is or what the fuck going on because nigga he got clinked up by every nigga on that fucking what's popping remix and that's what, and again, when I'm talking about the Meg shit, when Meg want to diss a nigga and she wants you to know who she talking about, bro, she even said it on, when she was dissing Tori, I forgot what song that was on. She was like, nigga, you not, you not even popping, you were just on the remix. That's a diss. That's a, listen to her. She, a matter of fact, she she said that on the warning joke on her last album. She redid the Biggie Who Shot You joke. And that, and she said that by it. But when she want to make her shit point and clear, bro, she know how to hit her motherfucking targets without, without fucking, she, she know how to put an ad on them bitches very well. Um, and that's again what makes me figure like that shit, them boss could have been for money bag. Let's just let that shit sink in real quick. But yeah, just going back into the numbers thing. I, I and I hated that I had to see um because I really like what's her, I'm finally getting her name right. It's Koi LaRay, right? I really like Koi a lot. And I I got y'all I mean, of course last week I talked about how much I love her personality on the Breakfast Club, and it was just like I hated to see her have to feel like she had to defend her numbers. Because I think she did like 9,000. And the crazy thing is, so many artists do horrible numbers, but they're not as popular and as flamboyant as she is. People don't throw it in their face. 
And then of course, and the crazy thing is where it's just like, all right, but you don't hear like ESTG and fucking 42 dope. Them niggas don't give a fuck about them numbers that they did. And they did, I think they sold maybe like six thousand or three thousand more than fucking Fabio. I think they did, I think Fabio did like twenty-three or twenty-nine, and they did like I think like twenty-nine or some shit. They might have done the same thing, but them they didn't have a hit single. They don't have a TikTok dance or nothing. Like niggas just listen to them. But I was even listening to a joint with academics. He was on his live stream, and the people was like, Why don't you get uh why are you so pressed to get a Koi a Koi interview and not a 42 and ESTG? And he said, he's like, bro, them niggas make amazing music that people want to ride around and listen to, but nobody don't want to hear them niggas do a podcast because they lack personality. Like, they really just come off the street, niggas who just finished pulling the move. And if you listen to their music, you can clear as day here, like, the numbers be right. And the shit that they be talking, like, really be, like, I mean, again, you, nigga, you got eyes. Have you seen fucking ESTG? That shit was on the news in Kentucky, like, fucking... How many of the niggas that was in or like helping him with his label got fucking locked up on indictment charges? Like, yeah, the niggas are still with that shit. 42 Doug, I think, still when he was on fucking the breakfast, but he's still on fucking house arrest. Like on parole or some shit. So it's like, yeah, their shit is gonna click and them they not gonna get on no interview and fucking indict themselves. So it's just completely different. So of course she is gonna be a way better fucking interview. But I just don't think people should hold fire to it because I don't care. What, I still like those songs that I like from her. I told you, I like that Thief of the Night shit with her and fucking G Herbo. I'm glad that was like the first video that she even shot off the jump. After the, I mean, out, of course, outside of the big songs, but it's just like, that shit just corny to me. I'm, I'm, cause I really don't care. Like, dude, like, like even, bro, you can even put it to just like, I'm trying to think, have I listened to, um, I'm just trying to think of numbers wise, like, and why I feel like numbers probably really don't matter. Matter of fact, I'm just going to compare two Drake Jones. I can compare CLB to the Jones he put out when the pandemic was going on. And he had the, um, the Tootsie slide on it. I, I'm like, nigga, I listen to that shit a lot. Everybody was motherfucking, uh, what was it, Jones? Um, pull up in the, uh, what's that? Damn, what's my Jones on that, Jones? I got to fucking play it because I'm about to, oh, I hate drawing blanks. What the fuck I'm talking about? What was that song called? This joke. Yeah. I'm outside in the AMG. Outside in the AMG. Right outside. TT. Two turn, baby girl, you know me. Like this joke didn't do shit compared to fucking um compared to fucking uh the CLB shit, but that don't mean nothing. If you want to be honest. Nigga, it's a harder young thug in fucking future. But guess what? That song didn't do. It didn't. It wasn't the number one charted song. It wasn't Grammy nominated. That laughy, that deep oil uh jump on here. That's my fate, bro. I love that shit more than way too sexy. When the pandemic was, I was running. I used to listen to this song every fucking day. What's happening? And maybe I might just like that shit way more because nigga, I just I remember when D4L um was just when they was when they was not even necessarily D4L was popping. I remember, well, I do remember D4L was popping, but I remember when Shorty Low really was motherfucking, um, like getting his shit off the ground. Like I remember, and the crazy thing is, I remember doing a Shorty Low interview, and my man Dwight could stab this shit because he um held the camera for me. I did a Shorty Low interview when he first came to um the first time he ever came to DC, and this is when I was throwing parties, and we had him at uh the Avenue on Thursdays. 
and I remember I could just remember that and I just and then the interview ne never got to put out because the fucking phase uh my man who was editing my videos at the time the fucking phase ended up coming and taking my camera and some other shit and I man I had like three fives interviews I had Pastor Troy Shorty Low and I think Kia Shine all in the same fucking memory card but um uh, but yeah I just remember that shit so that shit just hit differently for me so it's just certain shit just be like bro I don't give a fuck about that number shit because that album right there didn't do shit, but I listen to that shit a lot. Like it's a lot of other songs on that joint that I like that desires joint. Um, I should have added you and then the uh, put you in Katie. Then like man, I fuck with that joint. But and that shit wasn't. That's not a joint that people even talk about with Drake like that. Like that wasn't. I, I don't even like what was the numbers on what a time to be alive. Like who care about that shit? But it's just like I feel like it's always convenient for people to pick and choose what artists you want to throw that shit in their face when it don't slap. And that shit to me is corny. Like who gives a fuck? I could tell you a nigga is gonna do enormous Kendrick Lamar. Matter of fact, because the day Kendrick Lamar dropped, he he about to put out a new album. What was the date on this shit? But and I and matter of fact, and I, and again talking about low, he literally just asked me. He's like, "What you think that you think people are gonna be fucking with it, bro?" I said, "I." I said, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to listen to it. I like, I, to be honest, two out of three Kendrick Lamar albums, I fuck with. I like Good Kid, Mad City a lot. I really like that one out of all of them. I like that one the most. And I, and, I, and Dan was cool. I couldn't, like that Pimple Butterfly shit, that shit literally lasts like 10 minutes. And I cut that shit off and never even thought twice about going back to it. Um, May 13th. Bro, nobody, like, and I and I told him, I'm just being honest. And I know that shit going to do numbers. But if he came out, if Lil Baby dropped the same day as Kendrick Lamar, I fucking promise you I'm never going to hit this Kendrick Lamar album. If Drake or fucking Future, if Drake Future or fucking Blue Baby drop the same day as this nigga, I'm never gonna hit. I'm never gonna hit. I fucking promise you, I'm never gonna fucking hit. It wouldn't, especially let them niggas put out a joke and that shit slap. Oh my god, boy, I'm never gonna hit that shit. But his shit still wanna do numbers. I literally just told this nigga, I said, guess what's gonna happen? Well, you not, Kendrick Lamar can literally sell a million the first fucking week. I can, can bet y'all you could put a fucking parlay on this shit. I'm gonna tell you what won't happen. This summer, when the fucking day part, especially if you live in the DMV, I don't know every other city. I know LA and fucking Atlanta, but in the DMV, day parties is a huge fucking thing. I guarantee you, you ain't going to no fucking day party at Ozio's or Barcode or none of them fucking shits, and they gonna be fucking playing that new Kendrick Lamar. I can, you can bet your motherfucking life on that shit, unless he got some fucking features that I ain't gonna think he's supposed to have on them shits. You ain't about to hear a nigga be like, oh yeah, put that new K dot on. We all gonna have cookouts. Memorial Day cook the Memorial Day weekend is literally probably a week and a half after he dropped his album. Guess what? Ain't nobody gonna play at your fucking cookout. And y'all don't have no DJs there. Your family is fucking around with the ox court. Ain't nobody gonna play that new Kendrick. Ain't nobody even gonna play the old Kendrick at that shit. So what the fuck are we talking about? But he's going to do numbers. So why do motherfuckers act like numbers really fucking matter? That shit be like delusional as fuck. Sorry to fucking tell you, cause like that shit just be man, that shit pissed me off. I'm not gonna lie, but I'm not gonna hold y'all up too much longer on that shit. But I just, I honestly just think that number shit was corny, and I and I appreciate Meek and NLE Chopper for um for even taking up for her and even making it a real fucking conversation. I only feel like they was just taking up for her because I do feel like, and I even seen Six Nine kind of trolling Fabio, like the whole industry was honestly supporting Fabio album. And he only did 29,000. I'm not going to say only because I really like his album. I love that fucking Destiny Child shit. Matter of fact, I'm going to bring that into two different topics when we, um, I'm going to, let me pause. You know how I do it. I'm coming back in with the song that I want to compare it to because it's two different challenges that's going on right now. One is a natural joke in the dish shit. Like one is organic and one is fucking fakely made.
I'm such not a vibe setting ass nigga. Like I, this is, and this is when I got, I get mad at myself. Like when I be thinking I'm really that nigga and I'm like, nah, you really not him because you don't know how to set the vibes. Cause if I knew how to really set the vibes, I would have knew that this song was fire off the rip. But real quick, before I go into why I would have, I would have known. And when I, and what made me brought this up and what I'm saying, this is an organic hit. And for the women, especially a lot of women who listen, because I, I follow a lot of y'all, y'all set the tone to allow, to allow me to know that this was a real hit. So that's one. Two, what a, to me, what is, and I'm not saying it's a fake hit, but you can watch the industry type to force some fake shit. That Fabio um, Say My Name joke. But when I seen Remy Ma do a fuck, bro, we talking about Remy Ma fucking, I'm, I'm going between the metal detectors and whatever, that whatever that shit she said, when she said she stepping around the metal detectors, Bro, you got that, but Remy Ma got that motherfucker. What that? What's that line that Remy said on that fucking uh, on that Andy up remix? It's some something, something, something. I go so hard they think gonna think pun back. Andy, stop, bro. When I say Remy Ma do a fucking dance challenge, I said, oh, get the fuck out of here, bro. If y'all don't get this fake ass shit out of here, one, I'm not mad at it because I fuck with how New York ride with each other. Remy Ma is a staple in New York City. So I fuck with how she did it. Lala and the nigga from the uh, shy, they did it. But I'm just like, I can see when shit is fake. When I, you see a bunch of industry people doing challenges and shit, okay, this is a favor. Like, hey, can you do this dance with me? And, people, and nobody never, and, and when people don't expect you to dance, like Remy Ma shit was horrible, but it's Remy fucking Ma. She's doing this shit. So that shit makes it like, all right, if, if not, um, maybe I have a trained eye for some of this shit. If I was just, I'm like, oh, that shit tight. Remy doing this shit? Remy don't be fucking dance? Like, she on the song, the niggas don't dance. We just pull up our pants and lean back. Like, she on that shit. What the fuck are we talking about? Like, what the fuck? Like, so, with that being said, you can see that shit clear as day when you can see some shit is more organic and, and very authentic is this Jagger Hollow shit. Cause I never don't get like, even when it comes to like the fitness workout girls, and this is what I think we had this conversation about influences as a whole and how that shit is kind of fake. Cause one of them see it work and then everybody will go do it. But when I knew this shit was real, when I seen like the, like the regular women that I follow, like yourselves, they go to work every day and raise your kids. But when y'all go out on like on the weekends, y'all strategically pick y'all songs out differently. Like you pick them songs out. This really be like, I want to show y'all motherfuckers I'm really like that for real. I'm really a bad bitch on the weekend when I feel like putting some shit on. Don't get my nine to five me fucking working and taking care of my kids look fucked up with when I'm ready to go out and put that shit on. Or I want to be thirsty and get you niggas attention because I'm fucking hungry and I need you niggas to fucking come and take me out or cash out me some fucking money. I know, I understand the vibes. I understand the fucking shit. And shout out to all the women who got them long ass mirrors. Cause it'd be the songs with the fucking long mirrors to the floor. Like I'm just in pause, no homo. This is kind of like, I have, I feel like I haven't had a gay moment cause we had a serious conversation last week. So I haven't had it. Give me, let me get my gay ball for the week. I'm not gonna lie. I'd be jealous of y'all with some of the mirrors sometimes. And I'd be like, that shit will probably be wild gay if I have one of them fucking mirrors in here. 
Cause I'm really never gonna be able to post that shit. But I be looking, I be jealous. Like I be saying, I'm like that ain't really getting that fucking fit off. That mirror is killing it. I swear to God, I really be wanting one of them fucking mirrors. Like I can't wait till I really start getting some pussy again. The first bitch house I go to, I'm gonna get a step and repeat off on your long ass mirror. I'm telling you that right now. Them shits is just fire though. But I see women, I seen a lot of women doing videos to that song, and I'm like, oh, I was bullshitting. I probably really should have kind of listened to this shit again. Because it's just certain shit. Like, I even felt like the, the nail tech jump, because of the tempo of the shit, I just added that shit to my playlist. I'm like, cool, if it come on again, I'm not going to be mad at it. But this one, when I first heard it, I'm like, this some Fergie shit. Don't get me wrong, I got, like, regular Fergie, her own songs on my gym playlist. Because sometimes I, you, I like just up-tempo songs. Like, it just, my realistically key parts of listening to music is when I'm at the gym. So I'm listening, I'm like, yeah, this shit really not going to hit for me. But then I'm really listening to it like, oh, this nigga got one. He got another one, you sneaky son of a bitch. And the crazy thing is why Jack Hollow so cool is just like, he really got a hit. And in the midst of all that, nigga, he got a song that's trending that ain't even out yet. He already got the anticipation for soon as that song. Like, that is almost genius marketing right there at his home. Because he's really working a whole different song. But now he's getting more anticipation up for the album because people going to want to hear. Because even when I, like, I think even when I heard the Drake shit, I couldn't really hear it clearly for real, for real. And that's why I couldn't catch all the bars that was going on to the jump. Because when I heard the version, that shit was distorted as fuck. Like, you really couldn't hear it. So it's just like, damn, this nigga like that. And he really kind of he, he gonna be don't get Jack gonna be out of here. Jack no keep him a jump and now he got another one. Like and that's the difference what I'm saying about like with the just even when the number shit don't matter. I don't I don't care what the numbers tell you. I guarantee you when you at the brunch you gonna hear this song now. I guarantee you like I funny when I posted the jump a girl wrote in the comments was like yeah I already saved that jump for when I'm about to do me a real. But that's just how it worked because I understand, like, and, and realistically, I'm because I'm just a regular motherfucker. I un, and I talk to women and understand them enough to understand, like, I get when y'all, I when y'all pick certain songs, and that's how come I understand what's the difference between it, what's a hit between monks y'all, and then what's some fake shit. And to me, like I said, I came on here last week. I told y'all I love that Fabio and uh Queen Naja and and, and Koi Jump, but I can just see the difference when somebody is got like they're fucking they trying to hurry up and pull a, a fucking magic trick real quick and get a trendy song when you just organically let some shit work and jack Harlow is organically letting this song fucking work shout out to jack Harlow. I'm, I'm not i'm definitely not um i ain't mad at him for that shit i really i fuck with that joke what else did i have um to talk about real quick real quick oh let's let's just get into some to some TV shit real quick. Let's get into y'all want to do snowfall first or you want to do power first? Let's do power first and we can get into snowfall a little bit later. Um Tommy, again, like I started the episode off. I I, I was kind of like I'm not gonna say I was I was kind of disappointed that they killed Scarface so early because it seemed like she was realistically the only loyal person he had that understood him to his core. Of like all the shit he didn't already been through because she kind of went through some of that shit with him in Ghost, so she really understand who he was and understood um even his position between like him and Ghost, like she understood where he came from, and that's why even just like perfect example, like she, I, I didn't I didn't remember him giving her the go to let the fucking Doc leave. 
or the scientists, whatever they was calling her. I thought they was calling her Doc when we, he let her go. Like, she let her go. She gave him the money and was just like, roll. And didn't fucking put no, um, and, and she, and she kind of, she, uh, uh, she called that play on her own and Tommy wasn't even mad at her besides like, did you tell her where to leave? Did you make sure she got out of town safely? And she was kind of like, no, I just gave her the money. Did I, was I supposed to do that? I thought it, what was going to be wrong with it? And then of course, boom, that's when fucking, um, the fucking sister called and pressed out her, you know, and got her brother, but it was just like. I was kind of sad to see her go. I honestly liked her character. I liked that chemistry on camera. One thing I can say about that total episode is I'm I'm mad that they picked up the pace so fucking heavy on the last episode because now it made me be like, damn, now we got to wait. Because realistically, I think about it, now you have to damn near wait a whole year for that shit because in the, in the power universe and including BMF into that shit, now I got to wait for BM, I mean, of course, uh, realistically, I still would prefer to see all these other shows, but the way this one ended, it left it very suspenseful, where it's like, damn, is him and the girl going to be able to pick up with the Dahlia shit again, or is he just like, fuck that shit all in all? Like, how is that shit? It kind of, I mean, and it played off in that um last episode where he kind of was like, uh, basically like, I ain't fucking with the Dahlia shit, it is what it is with that shit. I'm not really tripping on it, she could have it. But then it's just like, all right, well, what's going to play out with the kid, with the with Victor, his sister, and the father? Like, now what? And then it's kind of fucked up because now Scarface lost her fucking life over some bullshit. Because the fucking dad didn't fucking want to tell the son whatever the case may be. Like, and yeah, the dad didn't have nothing to do with that fucking hit. But realistically, boom, it wasn't, that shit wasn't the real shit. And I kind of, like, I guess my question with y'all, do y'all respect how, uh, Diamond kind of like gracefully bowed out to his brother, even knowing, knowing like, and, and the crazy thing is he had the ups on him. He could have killed the nigga if he wanted to, and he didn't. He was kind of like, he. you can tell he kind of like, he really over the game, but he just, I mean, that's just his thing. That's what he know. He understand the money. He understand how to do this shit. So I get it. Where it's just like, um, I'm not going to completely stop, but he only took one little spot. And that's and even right. And we, even when they said, it, um, Yo, that maxi nigga for the Sixers is fucking hooping like a motherfucker. Like, everybody made it a big deal about James Harden come to the 76ers, but the maxi nigga is really fucking a dog. Like, this little nigga is fucking hooping. I hope he do get, uh, I can't remember what's his name in the jump for the running for um most improved player, but this nigga, he played fucking defense, and he hit big fucking time shots. But, um... Yeah, anyway, going back to, but even when he said here, when him and Tommy was talking at the end and they was looking at the map of Chicago and they were showing, he was showing what part of the city he had and he was like, it's small, but he was, and then Tommy was like, but it's yours. And I think, but the, you can tell like the brother is cool with, like he really want to, like he all right with just nigga, I want to, I want to fuck around and be with the little uh, reporter John that I done met up. I want to have my little peace and kind of just, and stay the fuck out of the way. I really don't want to have to get too crazy, but I do respect how he packed that nigga up from the shy. And left his ass there to set the tone and let his brother know, like, nigga, you know what time it is. I seen you niggas come for me, and it is what it is. Oh, come on, James Harden. Don't your bitch ass be out here faking no fucking injury. Get the fuck up, nigga. Yeah, but he, um, so he, he kind of set the, he set the tone for that shit where he kind of just, yeah, that shit was crazy. He left the nigga whole dead body just laying in his fucking garage. 
his brother already knew what it was. He already knew who did it, what was going on, and that's when he kind of just was like, "You, I got the funny thing is, dude, does the brother remind y'all of Cameron? I don't know every his whole demeanor and his character, the way he talked, the way he even got that little fucking dumbass haircut. Now it's just like, I'm like, bro, this nigga is like a Cameron knockoff. Every time I see him, I don't know why the fuck I think of Cameron. I swear to God, this nigga remind me of Cameron. Every time I see this nigga. Okay, and just real quick, you gotta respect how Tommy and them held down. The, what was them niggas called? What they probably the four horsemen? Oh, Tommy really give niggas pain, bro. Like Tommy really bring the motherfucking pain to niggas. And I mean he give niggas real live fucking hell, dog. Like he is nothing to fuck with at all, dog. Like think about how he lined them niggas up. The first nigga he fucking killed was the nigga he got the nigga, oh yeah, he gonna get us some head. That's like for niggas, if you watching it, that had to be like one of the worst ways to go out. I don't want to go out like that. Cause that's that. If y'all don't know if y'all, some of y'all may be too young to remember that juvenile line, but juvenile say that shit. When you think with your, when you think with your dickhead, that's when you come up short. Or however, with juvenile, what do you say when you think with your other head? That's when you come up short. Like, yeah, this nigga getting his dick sucked, and then a motherfucker come behind you and choke your ass to death, and then hang you there. Then he hung him like a pig. He really like think about how bad he. Oh my god, Tommy is a bad motherfucker. Then when they went into that fuck, when they tried to uh come into the uh into the chemist lab, bro, he gave them niggas everything they wanted. Was y'all really watching how he was knocking shit out that motherfucking? I'm talking every nigga that was coming in them Jones, he punished their ass. Even though two of the Serb niggas did get killed too, but still. Well, not two of them, just one of them. Yeah, at that time, yeah, one nigga got killed or did both. I can't remember, but yeah, he gave them niggas they, they, what they wanted. And you can see, like, Victor really ain't wanted with him. And then, even when he was telling his sister, like, I almost got killed today. She wanted to tell a nigga, no, nigga, I told you, you ain't really like that. You should not even be playing with Tommy like you like that, nigga. You should have stayed your bitch ass when your daddy told you, nigga, stay home. Leave this shit up to these niggas. That's what he brought them niggas down here for. And he gave them niggas hell. And then real quick, now if you want to kind of tie it into on some where women like almost like that that uh where you could kind of tie it in with that mulatto uh fucking kodak black shit oh please don't let me forget when that uh, the next um couple minutes i'm coming in with this clip of joe button kids got out of line with their hot takes on podcasting this week and i'm gonna play two clips from joe button kids because they was they chose fucking bullshit this week but anyway but that you could tie that into where it's never really a because she trying to turn the, the 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 only horseman nigga who was left alive onto the dahlia shit and he first thing he trying to do he's trying to fuck and she like nah nigga this you ain't my type this ain't it for this this is strictly business i'm just trying to make sure you down for the program when i'm ready to really rock and roll but that was just the you can kind of tie that in where it's not out of the um realm of women uh being hit on in their workplace and her, even though her workplace is trapping but you can still see like it is what it is i guess my next question for y'all was y'all happy to see kate i told y'all kate was going to eventually come on back and kate came back and kate is really a piece of shit like when you really see her demeanor and how but I love the little boy too this nigga with his deathbed he off the who is that old white bitch <laughs> whatever like <laughs> Nigga, watch your fucking mouth. And the nigga's like talking like, nigga, that's your grandma. But she like it when you call her an old white bitch. So keep it up. 
But that shit was just funny. Just that whole fucking she just a piece of shit. Like she literally her mom is dead, bro. And she literally in the house breaking the fucking walls looking for money. Like, bro, his mother is like the scum of the fucking earth, real live motherfucking trailer park trash. Like, that shit is bullshit. But again, I, I love the way that fucking episode ended. I love the way the season ended. I wasn't mad with it. I definitely felt it it end with a bang. And it definitely gonna have you looking forward to a season two. I'm cool. You don't have to rush it. I'm, I'm definitely ready for P Valley. I'm definitely ready for a new season of Raising Canaan or BMF, whichever one gonna come first. I'm cool with those shits. Like I'm, I'm cool. I, I'm not mad. That the, I felt like that season end with a bang. How most power universe shows end, they end strong. They make you be like, I can't wait for the next season. And I definitely can't wait for season two of Tommy. I, it was a good joke. And I'm not even really. I'm not even mad at the six month break because now they can kind of really snowfall to be done and it really allow me just to focus on basketball and kind of and people I want to do see I'm different because I'd be in the house but I'd be wanting to do other motherfuckers actually really sit in the house as much and watch TV during the summertime so is that why they kind of take breaks but I guess because Tom, but but power normally come back on in like June like end of june early july they normally come back around that time so you know, i guess we'll, we'll see but like, uh, again strong ending i like the way that ended let me matter of fact now let me play these clips that was just like outlandish confirmed that it was actually that was kodak right i will say uh the tea i got Ooh. Was that it wasn't? Um, I don't think it was. Uh, go ahead. So I don't even know if I can share the tea with this. Whatever. It's old now. Um, <laughs> I actually heard it was Wayne. Wow. Yeah. From someone that knows him. Dang. So I don't think it was Kodak. And mind you, Kodak came out and was like, hey, man, I don't know why y'all keep tagging me. That well, wasn't me. It's... But a hit dog will holler as well. So I don't yep. know. But my tea said that it was actually Wayne that did that, which is uh, crazy. And it was allegedly. I don't know. This is alleged. Alleged. Um, But I do want to play this clip because. Yeah. So, and this is when I said, these is, this is one of Joe kids. Because this is a, a podcast that Joe Button started on his network. And I actually, I, I listen to them every week. I told you I listen to a lot of shit. And, but this is a woman who loves to be like, I hate men who podcast, men shouldn't podcast. Uh, and if you ever listen to this woman, if y'all familiar with her voice, bro, she's bash niggas like every week and it's just, i i'm not a fan of when women kind of like dishing shit out and can't take it like if you want to talk shit about men you can't get mad when men talk shit back about you and their shit may go viral and but you go viral for stupid shit like this so let's just get into this conversation right here right and this is my bigger take when i to me why off the rip i knew that this shit was stupid now off of the way lotto explained it I would be like, okay, I get, if she wanted to take that shit and didn't want to say the person's name because she really liked the song, because I do love that Sunshine song, I could almost get it. Because the Kodak Black song, she could have threw that shit away. But my thing would be is, just, and this is to shoot Wayne some, not even to shoot him bail, this is just fucking State Farm facts. Little Wayne don't even have a young baby mother. You want you want some real little Wayne tea, bro? All little Wayne baby mothers is older than him, probably besides Lauren London. Little Wayne like older bitches. That what's that? The 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 heavy the heavy set um model woman that he date. She's older than him. 
Bro, and Wayne, and Wayne is in his fucking late 30s. What the fuck are y'all talking about? So, with, like, when she said it, I'm like, bro, Mulatto is younger than his daughter. I don't think, like, that ain't the energy Wayne giving off. Like, you got, and, and the reason why I felt like even just, let's be real, niggas, remember Kodak and it was mad when Lil Wayne said, I didn't even know who them niggas was. I didn't even know that the fucking, um, what did Wayne say? I remember when he said he didn't know who Kodak Black was. He didn't rem he didn't know that the Migos was a group, but he knew Coach K. But he but he didn't know like who was like you know he like of course he know Coach K because Coach K managed Jeezy and Gucci at one time. So of course he knew Coach K and he probably knew P. But he was like I don't he didn't know the niggas who were signing them. He didn't know who Twenty One Savage was. And of course now later on he has songs with all these niggas now. But he didn't like even I think he said he didn't even know who Lil Uzi was. So y'all, you expecting me to tell, and, and people went, at that time when he was going off the, and people was at, when I forgot what interview this was, and they was asking him certainly, he was like, nah, I never heard of these people. Um, and Wayne is famous for saying that even when it was just like the Black Lives Matter shit, like Wayne be like, he be in his own world. He really don't even do the social media shit. So for that being said, and, and Mulatto, even the way she explained it was a nigga was in her DM. So for a nigga who don't know who no rappers is, you telling me you think Lil Wayne knows how to work his Instagram DM and find Mulatto of all people. This is Lil fucking Wayne out of all people. We like, it's just some shit just don't sound right. Like, I don't, I almost want to Google how old Toya is, but I, I'm probably sure Toya is older than Wayne. I'm almost, I think Nivea is older than Wayne. Are they the same age? All of these women are older than him, or the same exact age of him in his his late in his their late thirties. I'm just going to go out on a limb, and I don't think Wayne likes younger women. What the fuck are we talking about? Like he got Lauren London pregnant in her thirties. The fuck are we talking about, bro? He had like like that's and and the fucked up thing about it is when you spill teas like that and say wild shit like that just to try to like. And I don't necessarily know if she was trying to go viral, but it's just like when you like some shit just shouldn't be said. Like you should use your brain sometimes. Like when I first, I literally, and I literally heard her say it in real time. And I'm like, oh, whatever, I'm not paying shit no mind. But then when I seen it got picked up by fucking what, where is it? Hold on. one of these pages, this shit was um neighborhood talk and fucking Bella sent it to me, and I was kind of like, and I and I and I text, I DM'd her back, and I'm like, bro, you like nigga Wayne don't even got young baby mothers. This that shit sounds stupid. Like, just think about it. Sometimes you have to just think. Use your own fucking brain and stop just allowing social media to, like, brainwash you on some bullshit. Like, that shit be weird as shit to me. And she really was, like, like trying to stand on that shit. Like, bitch, shut the fuck up. What are you talking about? Like, Wayne ain't even going... And I, and I feel like that T was so fucking weak. I don't even think... And Ray, and Ray and they normally drag a motherfucker. I don't even think she ever even went in the comment section. Yeah, Rage and they ever even get in there? Nope. Yeah, so again, like I don't even that shit was just wasn't even worth fucking Rage and they fucking um time and effort. And that shit would have kind of been crazy. Like, cause I, matter of fact, I think they bought that shit up on the Breakfast Club when Rage and they was on there, and they was asking her about that same situation, and they was asking her if she have ever had to deal with it, and she was kind of like, um, not for real, because niggas be on her father dick so hard that they just. Like, bro, his Wayne. I'm sorry. Huh? And and that shit was even crazy. Like when she was explaining that story, like, oh, if, if y'all want, you could even watch her last interview on the Breakfast Club, and she was just explaining how hard niggas be on her father dick. Like she like, if you bring up my father more than five times, I'm gonna stop talking to you. So it's kind of like, like, all right, bro. 
I, I be here. Shut, just shut the fuck up. Anyway, let's get. I got one more Joe Button kids to get to today. Um, because this shit is kind of this one. I, I got questions because it made me wonder. Um, two things: either this white gentleman can fight, which is um, Rory, who used to be on Joe Button podcast, or um, Trey Songs can't fight because this is the second podcaster. I've heard. Well, the other nigga's not a podcast. So what's the um tall, light skinned nigga that was on uh, da, 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 on Insecure? What was it? Dro? Dro? I heard Dro. He was on a podcast and he said that he'd been trying to fight Trey Songs um a few times. It's like every time he tried to fight Trey Songs, Trey Songs ducked the smoke like Trey Songs didn't want no action. He was mad because he's like Trey Songs be trying women, but he never wanted to give him the fair one. So I was like, all right, cool. I ain't paying no attention. And then literally a week later, here goes this. years however the fuck long it's gonna be that trey songs doc is gonna be crazier than the r kelly one trey songs is the most nasty abusive rapey beats the shit out of women like he is the scum of the fucking earth trey songs is fucking disgusting like his doc is going to be is going to surpass if you ever thought you could surpass an r kelly doc I promise you, in 15 years, Trey Songs, his doc will. He's an awful human being. Like, a terrible, terrible fucking human being. Santa Claus. And somebody is going to knock him the fuck out. It's not like you know who that somebody is. Like, yeah. This isn't one story. This is personal that I know with... I'm not even exaggerating. Close to 15 to 20 women, all with the exact same experience that I know not to be liars at all. <laughs> Trey Songs was cleared. What is Rory talking about? His charges were cleared. I'm not talking about the charges that he was charged with. <laughs> it's not what I'm talking about. I have no idea who the fuck charged him for that shit. I'm talking about my personal experience with women that I know personally. He's an awful human being. But I didn't mean to go on that. So, uh, bro, I'm just not, like I said, I don't live in that type of world, so I don't get it. But I, my only thing is, when I heard that, I was just like, I hope you can fight. That's it. Or, Tor- or maybe maybe Trey Songz can't fight. And maybe that, and maybe that's it. So maybe niggas just saying wild crazy shit about Trey Songz because Trey Songz maybe can't fight. Or Trey Songz really don't be wanting no smoke with niggas. So I, I, get, I guess, but it just, I don't, bro. It ain't never that fucking deep to try to go viral. Like, uh, I don't. I don't know. But and, and the way he's saying it, I guess, like, if this shit happened to, like, 15 of your homegirls and the way he did sound very passionate about it. So if that was, like, 15 of my close female friends, I get it. But my only thing I would say again is I hope you can fight. Because now that that shit went viral and that got picked up by, what was that, Hollywood Unlocked, I hope you can fight. Or what y'all be saying? I hope you know how to tussle. Whatever. Like, all right, that's it. Because when you make realizations about a nigga like that and these these shits can be easily like life changing and life altering shit for certain people. And even going back with Shorty and um and fucking uh and Wayne, like when you make allegations about somebody like that, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying he's saying Wayne is uncancelable, but uh, kinda like Wayne is kind of in that realm of with Boosie almost. 
because you just and, and it's it's not. I'm not even gonna say it's fucked up because it's just like let's be realistically, our generation is the generation that grew up on Wayne. And the funny thing is, we are becoming the older black people where some of that shit we just don't give a fuck about no more because you're so old and you kind of set in your ways on shit you have grew up on. It is what it is, and that's how some motherfucking women even feel about R. Kelly. It's just like, bro, some of that shit is too embedded in your head, and not even. But and oh, and I forgot. Fucking even Mulatto, even because Kodak Black reposted that story. And, and he was like, damn, I don't hear y'all. This ain't making his rounds like y'all try to do when y'all try to drag me in it. And fucking um, Mulatto wrote up under the post and was like, nigga, I've been keeping it cute. Don't keep playing with me. I, I forgot. I, for, I, I don't even know how I even almost forgot that part. So, yeah, she even commented on this shit basically saying it wasn't Wayne. But that shit is just so corny how somebody could just get on a fucking podcast and just be like, oh, da, 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 da. like that shit is weird. Just for a fucking hot take or a fucking bro, y'all niggas better get outside and fucking live and really have some fucking your own life stories to fucking stand your balls on and be able to talk about something because them little fucking hot takes. All right, God bless. I hope y'all motherfuckers even two things. You even know how to fight or you know how to bust your motherfucking eye because if you don't, like, I don't know what to tell you. Because some people not gonna play like, what if a fucking raging a singer and just pop this shit out of her? Like, all right. Okay, like I don't like something. I don't know how some of these stories are gonna play out for certain people because I feel like some of that shit is just wild to me. Like, how do you just? Right, it's cool. Let me we we can we can change the um the tunes and the topics real quick because I did uh, a homegirl sent the, a a a post to me and I think we talked about this before, but I'm not sure. But it was a post and it said did the did Travis Porter was supposed to be who the Migos is now. And that kind of tied in onto a post that I made that I seen somebody else post where it was Rich Homie was supposed to be where little baby is. And I, I would do want to break down both scenarios. So let's go, let's go Rich Homie and Little Baby first, right? And again, I think sometimes we all kind of get caught up in the moment of right now. And I think when people compare Rich Homie and Little Baby, you get caught up in the right now. And, and I'm and, and I'm here to help people go down memory lane with Rich Homie Kwan. Don't even don't even worry about it. I got y'all cover like fucking Geico, right? Because and don't get me wrong, I don't. Uh, some of y'all may not have been outside at, at the time. Like when Rich Homie had his peak career, and this is when I used to be on Twitter promoting his. Oh, even like nigga, that little shit I do now, like nothing compared to how I nigga I used to sit on Twitter and had like ten pages all day long and be on that motherfucker. And I remember when Rich Homie started to get hot. And I was just like, who is this nigga they talking about on on the, like Atlanta Twitter? Like Atlanta, like they had their own Twitter, damn it. And they were saying that he was better than Future. At that time, this one, Future, all he was rapping about was like money. And for me, we'll still Future, still rap about the same shit. But he had no substance in his music at all. And everybody was saying like, oh, no, nah, this nigga, he better than, um, he better than Future because he's just talking about real shit. He talking about real shit. And at that time, Rich homie was. So I, I'm a because I know everybody not as familiar with certain music as much as I am. So at this time, Rich Homie had two two songs that was his standout Jones. You can't judge her and the difference between me and you. I'm gonna play a clip of and the and the difference between me and you. No, you can't judge her was basically about a, a stripper song. Like basically saying you can't judge a stripper why she dancing or whatever case may be. And you gotta think about it at that time. That was peak Atlanta strip culture. So niggas was wifing strippers at that time. 
so I'm so when I when I'm thinking about it, it was like his breakout song was some type of way. Let me play. I can't. You can't judge it first. But then if you think about her, his breakout song was some type of way. And I'm going to refresh our memory on some type of way. But if I'm comparing Lil Baby breakout song was That's My Dog, you can't even compare the two. I'm going to play both just to remind you and let y'all compare. And you kind of think, but no. But I'm going to play these songs. that I, These these first two jumps, I'm going to play a snippet of. Y'all probably may not, if, unless you really was like on live mixtape and you was like really like a super like OD like mixtape person. You might not never have heard these songs a day in your life. So you may not be. And that's why I kind of will want to start the comparison where I know 90% of y'all are familiar with, but I'm going to show you the songs where there was getting him hot in Atlanta and in the South where they were saying he was better than future. Hey, this for don't get money, bitch, man. You know what I mean? I can't judge y'all. However y'all get that money. Now, when he used to sing, you got to think about it. For people who just not familiar, I'm just going to give you, it's a it's a, cir a circuit in the South, and it's called the Chitlin Circuit. And, and the crazy thing is, real quick, I could tie it into two things. I was, a shout out to the P-Star again. Me and him was having a conversation about New York rappers, right? And because New York is, has such a huge media market, where it's like, of course, the Breakfast Club is in New York. Hot 97 is in New York. Damn near everything is even in realistically. All the big popular fucking academics is in New York. Joe Button is in New York. All the big motherfuckers who talk about hip hop are based out of New York. So it makes it always seem where their rappers are bigger than the world until they're not. Like realistically, this shit may sound crazy, but think about it, bro. Jada Kiss and Fabulous are realistically just local rappers, to be honest. Outside of their little stint of Vegas, everybody go to Dre's, and I feel like Fabulous go to got his fucking shit at Dre's because of Instagram and Meek Mills. But outside of that, them niggas are realistically they do probably what's I don't Boston is farther up than Connecticut, so they probably do Boston, Buffalo, Connecticut, Syracuse, and shit like that, and then New York, Jersey, Baltimore, and the closest they'll probably come to DC is Bliss. So cool. That's just that little and from and I'm sure them niggas are still millionaires off of being local. But I guarantee you, you never if you, especially most of us all follow Fabulous. How many times you ever seen Fabulous post a fly? He gonna be in Atlanta, unless it's some Mr. Rug shit. That's his man, so that don't count. But you don't see him like I'm. Mean, he gonna be in South Carolina, or he gonna be in North Carolina, or he gonna be in Texas, or he gonna be in Alabama or Florida. This, that, and the third. Like, think about it, bro. Like, the South is big as shit. So realistically, if you want to be, if we comparing circuits, that little fucking Boston to fucking Baltimore, uh, you probably can keep that shit compared to. And even if you want to compare, compare like, and we can only go off. The, I don't know what none of these people net worth is, but we just going off the eye test. If I compare Jada Kiss to Boosie, Boosie win. Just off of nigga shit, pure nigga shit, what we judge rappers off of, and nigga shit, what count money, who got all the chains, and who got all the shit, Boosie. Boosie, we all remember that, if you see a 20 a.m. pussy, that's Boosie. This was before Boosie got locked up. Not sitting here saying who make better music, but we just talking about hot money-wise. So that little circuit that I feel like the Locks and Fabulous and Lloyd Banks and all of them niggas are kind of confined in, it's local. 
Young M.A. is a local rapper. You're just from a huge city that makes your local bigger than if, okay, I'm a DMV local rapper. That's it. They just got bigger media markets, so it makes it seem like these people are big. Bobby Schmurter is a local rapper. If you think I'm lying, guess what? Why all the New York niggas, popping, popular New York niggas, all of them niggas OD on Quavo? Fabio got two Quavo features on it. You know why? Because those niggas know that those niggas are popping in the South. I want to do shows in the South. If I'm lying, I'm flying. I'm not. I'm just sorry. Like, in people, you probably never think of it like that. But because New York is such a big city, you never think of these niggas as pop. But they are. At the heart of, look at, think about the height and popularity of how popular drill music is. And some of this shit, maybe like even when I'm telling y'all about the Cardi shit, the first time y'all may have heard about some of this shit was when I'm telling y'all about it. And we ain't nothing but four hours away from the motherfuckers, but it's th because it's a, still a local thing. But because New York City is the bigger local thing, then boom. But anyway, so let's get back into Rich Homie Kwan. So like I said, at this point in time, when I'm talking about that song, you can't judge her. He's doing all the chilling markets. He's doing Tennessee. He's doing North Carolina, South Carolina, Houston, and all that. And that, you got to think about it. All these cities are major strip club cities. Charlotte got Onyx. Fucking Houston got an Onyx too. Uh, fucking, they just all got major strip club cultures. So he's performing that song, and then he got this song, The Difference Between Me and You. And y'all got to remember, some of that shit going to sound... It's, it, this shit came out 2013 so I'm not, and me saying at that time people was comparing him to future so you probably got to google future's 2013 projects compared to this when i'm saying people were at that time were saying he was better than future because of the substance of the music like even sitting here saying like just compare like i mean if we don't not quality and sound wise but if i'm comparing that topic based that he just that little hook run of it she can do hair she can do whatever future probably still don't have songs that um realistically transparent I'm going to play a quick little snippet of the difference between me and you, and then we're going to get into comparing to some, some type of way versus that's my dog. Yeah. I'm gonna get something. I mean, nothing. I swear to God. Just go. If y'all think I'm lying, just go on YouTube and put Rich Homie Kwan 2013, like in Charlotte or somewhere. Man, when this nigga used to perform them songs, oh my God, the crowd used to go so fucking crazy, word for word. So even if I'm comparing him to Baby, right? Like, let's just compare their three. I can only compare his two popping projects, and I can compare his. If you want to compare him and Gunner shit versus him and Rich, Rich Homie was, you got to think about it. Rich Homie and Thug was in a group at one time. And that's when people were saying, oh, they the new outcast. They was in Rich Gang. Rich Gang became a thing because of, realistically, Rich Homie and Thug made Rich Gang a thing. Think about it. Lifestyle. Compared to what? Uh, uh, Drip Too Hard? Man, come on, stop. Drip Too Hard was a big song, but it wasn't big as Lifestyle. Talk to me nice. That's what I'm telling you. So they even even off of his second song, like I, I don't off of I don't even know what like what would baby second pro because I feel like going what was it going? What was baby Jones going hard? Um let me let me give little baby some fight real quick. Uh, little baby. Uh, 
what was his two projects that really my turn the deluxe because let, let's be real nobody never want to talk about how trash street gospel was from little baby that was 2018 little baby so that was after drip hard because he came right back people really gave him a pass and drip too hard was on the radio like all day every day so motherfuckers let that fucking um street gospel go like go to the low and that shit was tr trash but the two the two albums that i guess that really started to get baby his um his name was too hard and what is it harder than ever so harder than ever had basically the remix to that's my dog oh and that had um yes indeed see he was already cheating like nigga, his second project he already had a fucking drake feature and that was that yes indeed so it was just like but let's just go break through songs right his second project he had pictures with money bag uzi gunna all set and he was already kind of cheating. Rich Homie was still getting his dick off the dirt by himself at that time. Where it was, um, what the fuck was Rich Homie doing at that time? The second Rich Homie jump was, oh, get the fuck out my face, featuring Young Thug. Get the fuck out my face. But yeah, anyway, some some type of way at that time was, and just to refresh people's memory on that song, just for motherfuckers who forgot. And Rich Homie really had some shit though. One listen. Just in case y'all forgot. Rich gang got the baby. Got like four ounces in Rich homie. Now this is what I'm a question y'all because this right now if you in the DMV area this one like Zanzibar was Zanzibar fur was the fur fucking love probably wasn't as popular at that time or love might have been closed down at that time or might have just been like once in a blue moon but at this time right here when this song was it i know for a fact because i remember me even promoting that rich homie kwan and shy glizzy birthday party and that motherfucking the fire monsters came and shut that shit down now don't, don't get me wrong at that time i'm gonna give shy glizzy some bail most of them i'm gonna say 80 percent of the crowd probably was there for shy glizzy rich homie was just like the cherry on the top that make it feel like you know how when rappers do their like their celebrity birthday bashes you kind of need another big name celebrity at the time but at that time this when this song was getting crazy so let's compare just breakout songs i probably just rap wasted a couple 10 or 15 minutes just giving you a rich homie little history lesson um they may not maybe fulfilling or unnecessary to some of y'all but right now when the fight really was start if this was versus and you got to come out swinging i'm rich homie and i know little baby breakout song was that's my dog this is rich homie breakout song that yeah come on bro i fuck with that's my dog don't ever get it twisted that's my dog is hard but it ain't some type of way and let's be clear all them drake features little baby yak still ain't my nigga my nigga <laughs> my nigga my nigga like don't get but i think again we all get 
And then Rich Homie had, ooh, when he hit you when he came up with that, when that's when they that hit the Quan camera. Yeah, the hit the Quan is made out the Rich Homie Quan. Now hit the Quan. Now hit the Quan. Get down, get low, hit the Quan. Now hit the Quan. Man, stop. It came from this song, because he used to do that dance. This when he was performing it. That's how Hit the Quan became a dance. I mean, a song and a dance because at that time when he was performing this song, it was he was doing that dance, and that's how they came up with the song Hit the Quan. Like I said, I'm a huge baby fan. Of course, I'm I'm gonna ride for little baby when little baby drop his new project. I'm gonna play this shit, whatever. But I'm just saying, realistically, I think people need to be respectful when motherfuckers is saying Rich Homie is what little baby was supposed to be like. No, at Rich Homie Quan's peak. He was bigger than whatever the fuck you think Lil Baby is right now. Don't get it twisted. I think it's easier to be popular because of social media. It's easier now because social media, I, hey, I can tie my, attach myself with this rapper and this rapper. I could do pictures and be featured around with Drake and I can do all these Nicki Jones, but don't get it twisted. With all that being said, I'm, I'm going to leave y'all on this note with the, with the, to end this debate off. And like I said, feel free. If y'all feel like songs, if I'm wrong, I don't mind y'all DMing me, comment, tell me I'm wrong. But I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, Rich, I mean, Lil Baby ain't got one of these. I'm talking about putting on right now. Glocks in my mind's house. Front you with that work. Out in front of niggas work. He saved with that head up. But we don't fight fair, bro. Catch you slipping from your backside. Then knock you out. Pace don't step You see, that's that bullshit debate. Um, that was a remix. Uh huh. God damn, I'm not gonna lie. I hate when songs be having these long ass intros. Then get to the right part. What? Can't hear you. My niggas. My nigga, my nigga, rich homie, my nigga, my nigga. Stop. This is what I'm saying. I don't give a fuck what y'all talking about. If you just listen, what I'm saying. You could be in the club and drunk as fuck, and you with a bunch of your friends, and this shit come on. You gonna sing that shit to the top of your fucking lungs? Um, just close your eyes and imagine you at it's with a Sunday, eighty degrees outside, and it brunch is fucking brunching. And you about five, six mimosas in there. And that shit come on. You gonna be pulling your fucking homegirls. Yeah, my nigga, my nigga, son, son, my nigga. Man, stop fucking playing with Rich Homie Quan. Rich Homie need to cut me a fucking check for that hella fucking defense I just put up for his ass. Real quick, because I just read some shit. And, the, and women be just too... Women, female rappers be so pressed about getting a Nicki Minaj feature. That shit is hilarious to me. I'm not, I'm, I'm not mad at it because I guess like if I was... I pro- me as a man, I have an ego, so I probably would never just be as vocal about like the motherfuckers that I would love to just sit down and talk to. Like, I mean, if you listen, you kind of you would know by now. But I wouldn't just be every week like being pressed. So anyway, Erica B- Banks tweeted out, and for people who don't know who Erica Banks is, she got this song, uh, "Bust It, Bust It." That when she did redid the Nelly shit, and all y'all was doing the little challenge, um, over the yeah, yeah, that girl, y'all was them girls, and she's that girl, yeah, her, um. <laughs> 
so she she tweeted that out and Corley Ray uh just re- respond laughing her out. Um but I'm I'm trying to think of it like I, like her saying that is um just my question would be like do you think there is a woman that could actually get on a song and out rap Nicki Minaj? Like are we being serious right now? Like I don't who who like if realistically we talking about okay if that's the if we're say if that's the case only two females you could probably say okay then so Nikki should only do songs with Remy or do songs with Rap City because that I mean that like a mulatto I mean that's like I don't I I don't know the real reason and I'm trying to really think like damn is that really but she, or maybe that was just a shot at Corley Ray because I'm like what so Nikki ain't even done a rock of songs with a bunch of girls yet anyway like hey like. Yeah, I don't know. That shit just sound that shit just sound like some hate and shit. And I don't think that's gonna be a way to get you no Nikki feature. But I guess I guess if that's the way you want fake like those sublims at Koi, cool. Um, I seen another jump. Where, I'm not I'm not gonna drag this man because he's from here and I I kind I I have a love hate relationship with him. But Wale crowns Doja Cat as one of the best rappers after her Coachella performance. And again, I think I'm just one of those people who are not sold on uh, the Doja Cat uh, train. I haven't bought it. Like, I loved her on Dave. She was cool on Dave. And shout out to the Doja Cat because she bought out Rico Nasty um, on her performance. They performed that song together, Tia Tamara. I told you, I did like that song. I do like that song. I liked it when it came out. I I really liked it a lot. And I think it was a... um, it was a good look for I me. Mean, at that time, Rico Nasty was was the bigger draw. I think we talked about that on here before. But I'm just not. I don't believe in the hype. Like I get she's a good performer, but she's such a pop star. And I think I even we even talked about that when the conversation was um when Remy Ma was on Drink Champs and she said that she didn't feel like Doja Cat was a rapper. She felt like she was just she was an artist. She was a pop star. She was bigger than just you know calling her just a rapper because she doesn't really I guess check off the rapper box. So in the here like while they say that like. Okay, I guess my question for y'all is, does performance matter if we talking great rapper? Because I've seen I've seen Drake perform. I've seen Jeezy. I, I literally, matter of fact, I literally just talked about Wayne, T.I., and Jeezy performing two weeks ago. I, I, I don't, I mean, they perform good for older men. What's the definition of like a great performer? But does that, let's just say if they, let's, Jeezy was literally just standing there and had mad trout. Matter of fact, J. Cole literally sat in a fucking chair and had the entire, I talked about this, had hundreds of thousands of people rapping his shit word for word. Does that make Doja Cat a better fucking rapper because she knows how to dance better than them? Like, I think sometimes people just go out on their limbs and have like, literally just talked about it five minutes ago dumbass hot takes for no reason them takes be like cold as shit be like like wow but i think it's sometimes people again get caught up in the numbers thing because doja cat does a lot of numbers her songs perform well on radio but in my defense and in a lot of people's defense i ain't never been no way in a playing doja cat i seen it for a second on tiktok and like instagram like when that what was that song where it was like y'all was using on the reels heavy but that's it like, I'm not comparing, like, nigga, I literally just, like, when when Lotto want to rap, bro, we get on here and we get in the Instagram comments and sharing her shit, like, 
we ain't Doja Cat ain't that, bro. And that's why I understood what Remy Ma was saying, and that's why I'm looking at this fucking tweet from Wale. Like, bro, are you serious right now? The fuck are you talking? Like, how? Like, bro, I when I hear fucking when when Lotto went up the L.A. Lakers, that shit went viral. That's somebody rapping. You're not about to tell me somebody's a great rap, like one of the best rappers because of their performance. Like, I don't even know what her performance looked like. Don't even give a fuck to go even look. But I'm sure it was her probably shaking her ass and doing like a bunch of wild shit. I think it even seen fucking Rico Nasty had like a devil outfit on. Like, all right, bro. I guess y'all be fucking y'all throwing me off. I don't get it. But anyway, um, what was the fuck was I supposed to be talking about before we got it? Real quick, I'm not gonna hold y'all up too long with the the Migos and Travis Porter shit. The only thing I, where I would say I really dis, uh, what was my, I don't, I, I disagree with the me, the, the, the Travis Porter could have been the Migos for three reasons. One, um, Travis Porter songs was like, they was, they were booty shaking songs. Like they were like, they was at the song, like they were twerk songs. And y'all know how I've been talking about just even women with the twerk shit. I think it's going to be hard for the city girls. And matter of fact, real quick, I can tie that in. So just on some Coachella shit. And this, I watched, I watched young Miami post her performance and Diddy was there in the crowd cheering her on and that shit was cool. But they had like that background dances and all that other extra shit. Right. But the song, that shit to me, that, and I guess that's when I'm asking about the Doja Cat shit. That don't, like, does that shit really matter to y'all? Like, all of this glitz and glamour around okay songs, do that shit really matter? Because if this shit really slapping, people really feel it. I watched J. Cole sit in the chair. And I think that's the difference. And I think that's when people got to kind of understand the difference between the numbers bullshit that you get caught up on trying to do and even trying to motherfucking almost put fucking wrapping paper on bullshit. Like I said, I love the city girls, but it was just like, all right. Like, don't get it twisted. Meg be doing all, again, perfect example. Don't get it twisted. Meg shake her ass. But Meg went over the, went viral over the weekend, not for shaking her ass. She went viral for rapping bars. Little Kim name was trending on Twitter all fucking day long because Fucking Meg the Stallion was rapping. Her flow was like that little Kim flow. She came in rapping like little Kim on that song, and that what was trending, not because Meg was shaking her fucking ass. And don't get it twisted, Meg can't stop shaking her ass. But Meg can still rap motherfuckers under a school bus. Don't ever get it fucked up. And that be and that's my point with some of that shit is just like they always say the cream gonna rise to the top. And I think when you're in that process of doing it and you're creating, that shit gets hard. I get it. I under, and just and trust me, I even me and Top literally was having that conversation today. And I'm telling them, like, especially even with the with the TikTok and the Instagram and the real shit, you kind of can't control that shit because they control that algorithm. Like that shit don't even like, bro. I don't have no followers on TikTok. I'm like, damn, how the fuck this video even got 300 fucking views on it? Cause I ain't even got 300 motherfuckers following me. So you don't control that shit. Per that's a perfect example of that shit. So it's just like, or Instagram. Some of my shit may do 7,000. Some of them shits may do fucking 700. I can't, I don't even know how I couldn't tell you the difference between one or two or why one did one. I can't control it. But if you get caught up in those numbers things, then guess what you'll do? You'll become, we talked about that shit a few weeks ago. You'll come groovy gorilla. Or, matter of fact, you'll come to stupid ass nigga that we all seen on fucking Instagram over the fucking weekend and he fucking on the pull up bar, fucking riding the fucking bike at the same time, looking like fucking ET. 
Like, bro, some shit be stupid. And that's my point. Like, and it's so fucked up is because you can't even tell people to stop. But it's just like that you becoming. And, and the funny thing is, remember I talked about that shit a minute ago. And I was saying a girl got mad because she was niggas was making the gym a mockery trying to do these viral videos, which I, I can't never get mad at people because I do understand the value in going viral. I understand how it financially could change somebody's life. But most people aren't even ready for this shit. Most people who go viral and don't understand how they went viral, not ready to go viral because that's why they never capitalize on it. You'll have your 15 minutes of fame, then you'll fucking fade out. Perfect example, Woven um, A10. It's brought a long list of motherfuckers who've had even, and guess what? Their moment was even a little bit longer than 15 seconds. That shit may have been 15 months. But after the 15 months over, I, we've had this conversation. Nobody wants to go back. I don't want to be famous for 15 months and then got to go back to figuring out how the fuck I'm going to make another dollar. That shit is retarded. And that's how it be with the viral shit. You literally watch people do pure monkey shit trying to go viral. Literally saying, like, nigga, this nigga buff as shit. Like, are you going to hit this nigga as strong as a bitch? You're like, you have basically all of that shit you worked, you worked hard for to build your body up and have, and that shit took time and discipline. To turn yourself into a fucking clown? Just to go viral, bro? Man, I'm sorry. Listen to what I'm telling you. And people who love me, forgive me for saying this, bro. I'd rather fucking sell fucking drugs the rest of my fucking life if I got to do that type of stupid ass shit. I'm cool, bro. That shit ain't, and maybe, and that could be, and that could be my default because that's just gonna always just be my brain though, bro. I'm too, I will always be too cool for 90% of that shit. It's why it's not that deep for me. Sorry, it's not. I don't give a fuck. I'd rather be able to have some form of like, of course, I'm not saying he's saying be a Debbie down and don't and have enjoy fun, but sometimes you cannot beat the pure talent. The pure talent is going to always outlast a lot of the numbers game. And that's just my perk for even for the city girls. I watch um, them perform. And it's like, every time I look at them now, it's just like, it's always just ass, ass. It's like naked shit. And it's just be like, damn, I'm thought like, I be, be thinking sometimes I'm like motherfuckers be followers and don't get it. Don't get me wrong. It's never, I don't just want to just ever put this towards women. I feel the same way about fabulous. I'm like, damn, nigga, he be putting that shit on, but bro, that's all you do now. You don't rap no more. Like, do y'all see that? And, and that's, and that's a better example. And that's a man that I could even use as an example. Everybody who y'all listen to this about voice right now, you follow fabulous. Y'all never look at this nigga pictures and want to just be like, bro, you don't rap no more. Every time he come down the timeline, it's for because you got nice clothes on. Like, bro, what type of faggy shit is that? Like, what the fuck are we doing right now? That shit is weird to me. Fabulous is one of the one, I'm talking about one of the best punchline fucking rappers of all time. And this nigga ain't nothing but an Instagram bitch now. I can't, bro. This is some shit you can't even take serious, and that's why I'm telling you, you can't take much, a lot of shit serious because people will do anything for fucking likes. And don't get it twisted, Fabulous been known for dressing, but. That shit to me is so disheartening when I'm watching one of the best punchline rappers turn into an Instagram model. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. I don't even know how the fuck I even got. Oh, yeah, we talking about fucking Doja Cat and that fucking bullshit. But then we'll always talking Travis Porter, right? Yeah, so Travis Porter had it had big songs. They had big hit records like they make it rain, but make it rain. Make it rain maybe better than Fight Night. If I'm going, if we're gonna go song for song right now. Make it rain beats fight night, but make it rain don't beat bad and bougie. Make it rain, I'm gonna keep it a buck. Don't beat bando. Trapping other uns in the window. Mm. 
Oh, man, Migos had some shit. I'm not even gonna hold. What's what's another uh, Travis Porter? Uh, bring it back, bring it, bring it, bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. Yeah, it's not Travis. That's not better than fucking uh, Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana, Hannah Montana. No, it's not. And 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 the, and the good when I'm and I guess or when I got sidetracked when I was talking about marketing. Nobody, people may have known Travis Porter as the name, and most people thought it was one person, not a group. Their marketing was horrible. You know every name of every rapper in the Migos. They have figured ways to separate their soul. So that's why I can't sit here and necessarily say Travis Porter could have been the Migos. Did they know how to make hit records? Yes. But did they know how to market their self individually like the Migos do? No. And the worst at, at the marketing for them is, is, is fucking um, Takeoff. But most people would say Takeoff is the best rapper out of the three of them. But he does the worst job at fucking marketing and promoting himself. At which he may be cool. Some niggas are cool with like, if you come from nothing, sometimes you're okay with baby to pay your bills comfortably, baby to wear and eat what you want. I'm cool. I don't need all the extra shit. We still a group. Y'all niggas still got to break the fucking check down. However the case may be, I might have been left off of Bad and Bougie, but before them Bad and Bougie, the biggest song was Fight Night. He was on the hook of that one. So it's just, yeah, I don't think that the Travis Porter comparison to the Migos, there was three niggas in a group, but it wasn't. And you can't compare the two, bro. I'm sorry. I'm fucking sorry. It ain't gonna happen. To be honest, the fucked up part about it is some of the Migos solo songs may be bigger than Travis Porter's group songs. Like, you may be able to put Clout, what was that? Um, they do anything for clout. That joint with Offset and Cardi B, you may be able to compare that to some of Travis Porter's biggest group songs. Don't get me wrong, Travis Porter had a run. Uh, they had some good, they had some big songs. But the Amigos is a different type of fucking monster. Not gonna hold you. Like you can't, you can't. Nah, them niggas got real. They got a lot of hits, dog. A lot. Like, what Travis Porter song is better than Versace, 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 Versace? Man. Yeah, find somebody else. Find somebody else safer to play with. Travis Porter could have never been Amigos. I'm sorry. It is not going to happen. Not one day in hell. I'm, that one wasn't going to happen. The type of music you listen to affects the way you per, your perspective on the world, according to studies and research of Jacob Joy. Malika measures and, psych and psychological department of the Universal of Grenada. So now I got a question for y'all. Which I think your world intake will be after hearing this. Your man got shot. You made a diss track. Go get a gun and get some get back. Your man got shot. He not coming back. Go get a gun and get some get back. You a bitch. Your man got shot. Bro, let me tell y'all something. What's fucked up about this? Nobody really gonna never listen to Six Nine shit, but I'm not gonna hold y'all. He was saying some real shit on his song, but niggas not gonna entertain it because it's him. And he that's why he probably just at this point gotta just say fuck this shit because niggas never really gonna take him serious or listen to his ass no more. But the nigga was even talking about like y'all niggas be talking about putting hits on niggas. I really went to jail for that shit. Don't get it twisted. He ratted. But he's not lying. He really did get locked up for putting the fucking hit out on Chief Keith. Where he's just saying, like, a lot of your favorite rappers talk about a bunch of shit that I already got locked up for. Now, of course, he didn't go. He didn't take it to the chin and take it to the door. He did rat on niggas. But he did actually do this shit already. 
just food for fucking thought. And that was just um two topics that kind of align with each other where they went hand in hand. Real quick, uh, let's can, can we get into fucking snowfall before we motherfucking uh, head to the motherfucking bed? Ah, snowfall. I told y'all on the rip, Franklin Ben looked like he was ready to retire. I've been said that. But my question for y'all real quick, the big question of the fucking week is, is Auntie Lulu really ready to be the boss? Because the way Franklin said that shit was kind of like, it was almost like a backhanded compliment where he was like, y'all, well, y'all been wanting to be the, um, you know, y'all been wanting to be the, the motherfuckers now that y'all turn to be on Front Street. And I kind of just, hmm, I don't know if she, like, I, I said it, I know I said it, I said she she gives the demeanor of a boss, but I don't know if she ready for the big time. Because now it's just like, if, I don't know if she has thought about it completely, like, damn it, Franklin really out of the way. I don't know what's the pressures of everything else. Will it backfire on them? And, and which, like I said, I don't know because she took care of business for a minute. And, I, and I'm, I'm sure she's familiar with, even when they having their little dispute and she told him that and she was kind of like, and he was kind of fucked up and I didn't realize they were his biggest buyers until he said it. So then it kind of made sense on where it's like, oh yeah, well I get it. They basically try to cut the middleman out. Like nigga, what we need to go through you for, why we need to keep feeding you if we the ones who got the rock, the uh, the little rock shit moving, we the ones doing it in this that, and the third way. And then he kind of was like, "Well, it was my idea." But they was like, "Yeah, but we the ones who made sure the shit came to fruition." And then they kind of play with him and got disrespectful. Like, "Well, you can still get this little, you know, this little part. Oh, you gonna give me this one little ass part? Oh, how how gracious are y'all? Thank you for that little ass part." And then him and Teddy had this conversation where it was like. I think Teddy play crazy, but that phone call that Franklin made to him last week kind of had him scared. Cause even when, when Teddy was making the drop with Lulu and he kind of spazzed on her telling her, don't bring nobody else no more. Thanks to Franklin. And then he asked her, did you tell him yet? And she was like, no, nah. he was like, well, give me a heads up when you do. Because in the back of his mind, he know how that shit played out where it was like that phone call really kind of like, he he i think he know that he feel like franklin know that he killed his father so you kind of don't know where the nigga really stand with you for real and if you know that franklin and if franklin is comfortable enough to be like i'm done with the game for real you really don't know how this nigga can let shit go and my only i guess my other beef with the episode would be it was like when lee was telling her like i didn't tell them that you had anything to do with the hit with the case but you know the streets gonna talk and i'm kind of like how nigga, how are the streets gonna talk who the fuck else gonna know besides you if you shut the fuck up and don't tell nobody how are people gonna know who had something to do with it that police officer nigga he was down bad on that shit i did not know I thought he just had like a tricking problem. He liked to drink and get some pussy. I ain't know this nigga was a whole full blown out fucking crackhead. Nigga, he was motherfucking. Oh my God. That nigga, he robbed. He pulled up to a nigga rip and basically was trying to buy a dub and end up taking a nigga whole shit because the nigga tried to play him. So when nigga, I know when I smell a pig, he said, oh yeah, nigga, give me all that shit then. 
that nigga when he when she came he came into her office that nigga had three deep ass lines of coke like yeah i'm sure none of y'all hopefully none of y'all ain't never motherfucking toot your nose up to that thing y'all shorty take it low yeah lock drop it whatever but hopefully none of y'all ain't never motherfucking hit that fucking uh white girl to the nose but did you see like most lines ain't never as big as he bro he had the most three to four dramatic ass fucking heels worth of fucking coke he was about to motherfucking take to the face this nigga was and, and the kind you could tie it in i remember y'all remember how bad carlton was sweating on ballet of course carlton shit seemed a little bit more realistic this nigga was sweating like he just motherfucking had on a sauna fucking suit and some more shit that nigga oh my god boy but i but i kind of understood what sent him over the edge was his baby mom's lunching out on him threatening to take the kids away and shit like that that pressures of being a man it always break down and you can get to see him. And, and that's why i kind of appreciate him even through tv because he didn't even play it big with even when he explained to lulu why he was stressing out he was saying he can lose his job um he and if he loses his job that mean he gonna end up losing his pension he gonna end up losing his kids because the which fucked up is if he can't financially provide his baby mother don't want no parts so and then she asked him, it was like, well, you still got connections? Boom, yeah, whatever the case may be. Then you don't have to worry about it. I'm going to double your pay, whatever the case may be. Because he was trying to, like, I need the rest of that money. She's like, nigga, I'm not paying you for a job you ain't finished. That nigga's still alive. He in the hospital right now. Why the fuck am I paying you for this? But then he explained, you know, all the shit that he was losing through it. Real quick, just sidebar. Man, the fucking Sixers is beating this shit out of Toronto. 107 to 94. I told y'all that 109 to 94 now. I told y'all that the Sixers was gonna beat the shit out of Toronto. Like they don't even stand a chance in hell. That nigga Drake might not even go to not one of these fucking games. Like it is this shit is over, buddy. This shit ain't even gonna be this shit ain't even worth going to fucking Toronto for. Like, come on, dog. And James Harden just playing regular as shit. He ain't even really going crazy on these niggas. But anyway, back in the fucking snowfall. Yeah, so it's just like, huh. Yeah, he was going through that. He was going through it so bad. Like, that sweat. I'm not going to. The sweat be selling it for me because that shit, that's how you really get to actually see how serious a nigga really going through it. Like, when a nigga in them deep, cold sweats, that's when you really know he's strong off on the shit. And then I guess it tied in even to Lee is in such an amazing place. And I feel like I've been there in life, but I think mine was more like a spiritual journey where he kind of really don't know where he at. Like, he understands how much money he making. And I think that's one of the damning things about when you're trying to grow and outgrow, like, um, street shit, but you're still trying to build a, a, a higher power relationship where you kind of like, this money is amazing, but I know this shit ain't right, and I'm trying to live differently. You can see that shit is just, is, is is hovered over his head where he kind of like he want better for himself. And even with him and Wanda having that conversation, you can again you get to see how black men really fight with their emotions a lot. Like he he wanted to tell Wanda he loved her, but he didn't say it until and didn't go into detail about how he really felt until after she told him, I never stopped loving you. After she said that, boom, that just helped him so much, let his guard down. And he really got to tell her, like, I never stopped loving you, boom, boom, boom. I, and and I, we need to just take this trip, just take this trip with me. And we can, um, just so we can try to make sure that we can, you know, like, 
get back on the same page as we was originally and really make sure that our love is still pure and genuine for each other. But again, it just, like I told y'all, y'all, she got mad and she got, of course she thought it was because he was high. He's like, no, I'm sober. It's October. And I really meant what the fuck I said. And then she came up with all these excuses. Man, like, man, basically, bitch, man, I got money. You ain't got to work for real. I guarantee you can get your job when you come back. I'm, I'm going to pay for the passport. Now, that shit, I know that. I'm See, this is when women be slacking on y'all memes. That's when y'all should have found a way to make that a meme. Because that nigga was literally like, bitch, I don't fuck all them excuses you got. I already Googled how fast it was to get a fucking um, a passport. I'm going to get us that shit. We're going to get the fuck on about it. And that shit was tight because it, it's, it's, and that's why I told y'all, I didn't understand. She didn't, to me, she shouldn't, she had no reason to ever be mad at him because he always held her down. And of course she was being a woman. She had her little insecure moments. Oh, you want to only want to take me out of town? Cause you don't want to be seen it with me in public because all the shit I done done in my past when I was really down in my lowest. And he like, fuck no, hell no. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. But I just think we need, I need I need to get away and I want you to come with me. But that again, that goes to when somebody is searching for a higher power, looking for another way out, where you kind of can't. Um, and it should be hard to explain to people when you're on a journey trying to find just different forms and different shit. That shit is very hard to explain to other people, and you can see him having um, those moments. But it was cool. Like you just, I just really always enjoy when you. He really was. He was ready to be emotional, but he wasn't. And then, of course, the the mom stole me for a loop so bad. Like, who is this nigga that she giving this information to? Because if she keep, if he keeps saying the CIA gonna kill your son, he'll kill Franklin. Then who the fuck are you? What do you do? Why are you recording niggas? Why are you doing all this? And he tried breaking the old man. That old white nigga was not going like nothing. Popped this motherfucking man, was beating this nigga, giving this nigga a run for his fucking money. That's an old-ass man. Shout out to the fucking uh, old gun man. He was holding that shit down. I, I guess, like I said, my biggest takeaway is to really see how... Um, cause damn, old boy, what was that nigga name? His name Kane. See, I don't even want to call him Kane, because nigga, you know, we know who the real Kanan is. Um, but this nigga ain't going to be able to walk again. So it's just like, I don't I don't know how much clout and respect he really got the way Lee was saying it, but we're going to see now. We're going to see, is he going to be able to retaliate? Is he going to let that shit live? Is he going to investigate it into it? Only got one more episode of this year's Snowfall, and then, you know, that shit is, this is a dub. It's coming to an end, baby. But I'm like I said, I'm not, I wasn't mad at the last episode. It was pretty good. The mom just really pissing me off because I don't know who this man is that she dealing with. And it was like, what's the purpose of you dealing with this nigga? Like, why? Why is he here? Why do you feel like you got to give him so much fucking information? And the Franklin, he just done. But that's just, again, that just proves the power of that P. Power of that P. Like, he's so gone off his baby mother, he really don't give a fuck about trapping no more. And her little story, her little sob stories that she be having here or there, I'd be like, I'm, they, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to shit on her story because her story was deep to kind of try to draw a different connection with um with Franklin. But it's just like, damn, you got to fucking... 
you gotta. You, I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, I don't have a kid, so it's. I'm not. I, I really don't want to judge him off of the way he's moving and trying to really call it quits for real. And I think realistically, Teddy sh- selling to his aunt was a blessing in disguise for him. Cause he really, he really can tell he really loves his girl, and he's really looking forward to being a dad. And he kind of really don't want to raise his kid into the bullshit he got going on right now. So this easy, this is the best thing for him. Like this out, he's excited about him having this out. And I think that's why he didn't really think too much twice about it. He didn't try to put up too much of a fighter for it or none of that shit. He kind of was just like, all right, it is what it is. I'm here. I did my part and I'm ready to go over on about my business. I, so I, I get it. But like I said, I told y'all a minute ago, you can see it in his face. He's not ready. He, he been ready to retire. He is ready to exit the game extremely fast. And we're going to see how it's going to play out. Got one more episode, and then the season finale. The next, the last, the next season is the last season. So I mean, it's cool. It's keeping my attention. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shitting on it. I, I'm cool. I enjoy watching it. I don't have no complaints. It was a good episode. I do want to see how things gonna play out for sure. I just got a quick question for y'all, real quick. Do y'all ever like you know how people always be like, I like my private, keep my relationships private, and this and the third, right? I guess my question would be, do y'all really believe people want to keep their relationships private? And if so, why why do y'all like like championing and posting other people's relationships so much? Like if I have my own relationship, why would I be so pressed to post like um and shout out to these people when Tiana Taylor and Amon Shepard they had did what they did. Well, they did Ebony Magazine. The photos were beautiful. They have a beautiful family. I understand why people posted it because they were beautiful pictures. But my question is, if you're infatuated with that one and you have somebody you love at home, how do you get away with posting that? Like if I'm if I if that was me, I'm just trying to put myself in a situation where my girl don't post me right and we dating. And we supposed to love each other, but we got five pictures on our phone together. But you post five pictures of Amon Shepard and Tiana Taylor. Okay, cool. That was that's nothing. That's a one off, right? Say less. Then the following that week, you posted Cardi B and Offset and his kids. But you, st- oh, okay, cool, whatever. You like to keep it private. You're fascinated with money back, yo, and Ari. You were on your seats and hands on your fucking head and mouth when G Herbo and his other baby mother was going back and forth with Ari. I just be trying to figure out how do y'all be so cool? Oh my, come on, um, fucking uh, what's my boy name? Wagner, not Wagner Wiggins. I'm sorry. Um, y'all be so infatuated with other people's relationship, but you like to keep yours private. How? Just I, I, I just got questions. How do that make sense to y'all? You ain't got to answer right now. Just something to think about. All the relationships, bro, y'all post endless relationship shit, but you never want to post your own. Why not? That's all I want to. If you can post ASAP Rocky and Rihanna, Tiana Taylor and Amar, Moneybag and Ari, you, why can't you post the motherfucker you love? That's all I'm asking. I just got questions. You ain't got to get you don't got to get to me right this second and answer it. Today is Easter Monday. Damn, oh, it was raining. Y'all couldn't go to the zoo. I'm about to say, damn, the people can still go to the zoo on Easter Monday. Uh, 
my, what's, what's my next? Oh yeah. So real quick, and th- and this is just kind of because I I feel like we've been talking about hip hop all day. Atlanta rapper Cashin now is indicted in rape and sex uh, trafficking charges. Right. People who don't know who Cashin now it is, I'ma just give you a quite remember. <laughs> And remember earlier in the episode when I was saying how most everybody wants to go viral, everybody wants to be popular, but they're not ready for the actual fame after they get it. God damn, that nigga Jordan Poole is a dog. And this is the perfect example of that, right? Because it's just like cashing out. That was a huge song. Huge song. But he wasn't actually ready for the results. And it was fucked up is because a lot of people, after you get that success, nobody wants to work a regular job again, right? Everybody got pride and they got all this other shit going on. Why reasons of why they don't want to get a regular job again. And, and, and which is fucked up because people, we don't allow people that uh, grace of going. I think we talked about that shit with Benzino last week. I can't remember. I, I swear I thought we talked about it. About just going like being broke and allowing and, and that shit being okay. Like, bro, you're an adult. Everybody's not going to always have their ups. But I'm just looking at it when I seen that case. The first thing I thought about it was like, damn, this nigga just probably could never deal with going back to being just a regular nigga again. Because, get me wrong, you have a hit record, and that was a huge hit record, especially when you're from the South, you can travel and do a lot of shows. So then you start to accumulate a different lifestyle for yourself, where realistically, a regular nine to five or even a career job, nine times out of ten, can't help you maintain that lifestyle. And this is not giving this man no leeway or no bail or nothing for his charges that he got, but I just, I always can kind of find the human, realistic way to look and see how some of that shit happened. And I and I with that shit, I get it. I really understand how people have some form of celebrity and some form of success, and it's hard as fuck to go work a regular job after that. And especially if you accumulated some real fucking bills. But it's just it's just a thought. And the crazy thing is, I could kind of tie this in just to a question, a conversation I was having um with a homegirl of mine earlier, and we were just saying like how we even when it comes to like i guess it with me and her was talking about just the like taking care of the family shit and how it's just it's generationally passed on in other families right i mean other like uh races and re- yeah, other races basically because i was i said perfect example i'm like yeah and you know other races they take care of their own because you see that shit from start to finish like if i go to sylvester's right or you can go to any carry out or anything or in this area you always see the youngest kids in there running. And my, I'm not even saying running around. Nine times I'm saying most of them now, they just like, you go into the restaurant, you go to most of them enough, you'll see they their kids be in there. The kids will be on it, like on the, on the tablet, close to the kitchen, right? They we got their iPod or their phone or whatever, and they close to the kitchen. In that same exact place, you'll see all the like the, the people in their 20s, their 30s, or some of them in their 40s, but all the way in the back or even on the register is a super older person. All of these people are of, of the same race, most of them probably are related in some way because that's why you see from younger 
all the way to the oldest motherfucker. I'm talking like, oh, well, you can see that they're old. You see that they carry out all the time. The old people may not even be doing nothing. They just may be like all the way in the back of the kitchen. But you'll see the kids in there. You'll see the younger motherfuckers. They pass on general, their generational shit. They're passing around generational wealth, but they're also passing on family. And with that being said, and just kind of even tying that into just like, it's so crazy how soon and fast in the black community, we just push motherfuckers out. Everybody's just so bad to keep keeping up with the Joneses. Really, nobody's never really taking care of each other. And that's just something to just think about. Just think about it. next time you go into a carry out, just look around, really pay attention. And if it's a carry route you frequent a lot, like just for me, I go to Sylvester's a lot. So I pay attention to it. Sometimes the kids be in there. But they are everybody else from the middle. It's like you can tell it's like some motherfuckers is like 19, 20, 21 work day on the register. Then there's some the older women are and they're cooking. And then the further back is like an older man. It's like a few older men. Sometimes they going out on breaks. You see like the older niggas coming from the back. I just pay attention to all of this shit. I'm just telling you, when I be, I really just pay attention to a lot of shit when I'm just out, just taking mental notes and shit. But I just kind of was just looking at it like, damn, black people really don't do that shit. You don't even pass on like that may seem like some people just and that again that's just black people just being just dumb like you might look down at certain jobs like that you, you can't to me you can't look down at it when it's a family business and i guess that's even a better question it was like how many family businesses are we passing down to one another because like i said something like sylvester's any of them jumps you won't see it's and the crazy thing is like if you live out Bowie, the one in Bowie used to be the one that was in um the boulevard and this is just how long I've been going to Sylvester's and I used to fucking work in the boulevard. Um, so I remember the nigga face, but he remembered my face as well when he went to Bowie. But they all still there. That's a family business. Of course, it's a fast food, but it's their family business. It's their fast food restaurant that they own. All of their people working there. You will not go bro to Sylvester's in fucking Fort Washington. It's a it's two Sylvester's. One on, it's two on Silver Hill Road. One on Silver Hill, actual Silver Hill Road, and then one on Silver Hill from St. Barnabas. It's every last one of them Joneses. One in Waldorf. Every last one of them motherfuckers. The same. I don't know what their uh, race is, so I'm not about to just put one to them, but all of them are the same exact race. All the same exact people working them motherfuckers all the time. The ones maybe to be owned by like the same people. Like I think the, the two Joneses like on St. Barnabas and Silver Hill, some of the men bounce around to, to the other ones, but the women always work at the same job. But that's their, that's their generation. Even think about for ladies, when y'all next time you go to the nail salon, look at the different ages of the people that's working in the salon. It's, I'm sure somebody super old overseeing the whole thing. And then there's young people, and then you'll see somebody in the middle of the super young person and the super old person is running shit. That's just them passing on family businesses. And at the same time, that's the family still taking care of each other. Young people probably don't got to go to school to do nothing unless it's just they taking some classes to figure out how to um, take the business to the next level. But they're still becoming business entrepreneurs at a young age, still breaking bread in the family. Just something to think about. And the reason and that and it's crazy how I transition it from that, but I just think about it like for niggas like cashing out is even just like when you see shirt and shit like people was 
clowning uh, uh, fucking um, young jock and shit. Like, it just fucked up. Like, we, I feel like we only do that shit in the black community. You never allow people no grace to even hit hard times without it being he, he, and Kiki, and it being on the fucking shade room and all this other shit. Shit be fucked up. Because then everybody, I'm sure if I go in the comments and look at this cashing out shit, they're killing him. Of course, I'm not, I'm not getting, trying to shoot him no bail for what he did, but I, I know ain't nobody coming with this thought pattern of just wondering like, damn, I wonder could this nigga just didn't have no fucking, he didn't have no follow-up plan. After he got that hit record, he had no follow-up. Now what? Here you go. You heard the story? For, for raping trafficking women. You know what trafficking women basically mean? Pimping hoes. Um... I seen another story that was wild as shit. Well, Master P is a fucking idiot, bro. I listen, and and, and and you talk about like how you can always fuck up your legacy. It'll just be some shit. It's just like, bro, why are you even saying this shit? Master P says he wants to be the next coach for the Los Angeles Lakers, and he wants Shaq to be his assistant. Like, all right, bro, go suck my dick. Like, shut the fuck up. Come on, like, come on, bro, shut the fuck up. A Cleveland man, this man's name is Isaiah Andrews, was accused of killing his wife in 1974. He served 46 years in jail, and the DNS proved it wasn't him. He passed away. He was released from prison two years ago and passed away two weeks ago. No, he was. I said two. He was released two years. No, he was released in 2020, and he passed away two weeks ago. This man did 47 years in jail for some shit he didn't do. And you know what's more fucked up, bro? Just imagine you being in jail for 47 years because somebody accused you of killing your fucking wife and you didn't do it. You, you think about two different ways how that shit eat you up. One, you in jail for some shit you didn't do. Then two, knowing that somebody is free who really killed your wife. Bro, shout out to that nigga for... And I, and I mean that, and I don't even mean that disrespectfully. I, I don't even mean to say that nigga, but think about that man. For 46 years, he had to deal with that shit, knowing that he ain't do it. But still knowing that the motherfucker who actually killed his wife is out, man, that's fucked up. Oh my God. I, I hope he, they had some kids or something that they can fucking sue, because that shit is trifling, bro. That is re-fucking-diculous. This is... Uh, I've read this story and I heard this story a couple of times and I'm still kind of lost and I'm, I'm a little slow. So I'm, I guess we can break this down together in New Jersey, a transgender inmate impregnates two female inmates while serving time in a female only prison. Oh, okay. Now when I read it slow like that, I get it. So it was a transgender woman locked up in an all woman's jail. Still had his dangling. And got two inmates pregnant. Okay. I don't even know what to say, but that's okay. I really don't. And, and and it's not. And I guess it ain't even crazy, to be honest. I, I, I wish they showed a full picture. Like, do this nigga got some titties or something? Because, like, how do you. I don't, I don't know. How do they even determine. Yeah, all right, never mind. Next subject. I ain't, I ain't fucking with y'all. Go ahead. I ain't fucking with y'all. Um, Eminem called Jay-Z in the NFL and told him he refused to perform at the Super Bowl if um, 
50 cent if he couldn't bring 50 cent out so for people who wasn't was probably wondering like why the fuck is 50 cent dragging jay-z over the weekend this was why this is why um and, and the crazy thing is i didn't know until 50 cent posted this I didn't know the um, Basquiat nigga. I didn't know that he was gay. I mean, which it don't matter, but it was just funny that he was saying, yeah, my big homie is the biggest rapper of all times and your big homie running around trying to look like a gay painter. That was kind of funny. That was really a lot funny because I would have never fucking known that if 50 Cent is that, bro. 50 Cent be having too much. For him to be as successful as he is, bro, that nigga got too much time on his hand. He know how to internet, internet. That's one internet and motherfucker, dog. You can't knock 50 Cent. Real, and real quick, I, I you, y'all know I usually don't do the deaf stuff or really even like to talk about it, but I do feel like I'll be doing myself, especially because we talked about so much rap music today. Rest in peace to DJ K Slay. DJ K Slay, the drama king. You, and you know what's so funny? It, it, and this is a sidebar, just because when I first started to hear about DJ drama, it's like who? How the? This not DJ. This not DJ Drama. Who the fuck is this? Cause I always used to think K Slay name was DJ Drama because his drop was the Drama King. Here come, here comes the Drama King. And like whatever. I can't remember his junk about Bervatum, but I remember when I first got hip to DJ Drama, I was like, this not DJ. Who the? How the fuck is his name DJ Drama? And this the, the the nigga on the videos, and this was like when all the DVDs used to be popular, and K Slay used to be on all the on the videos. And I was like, how, that's not how the fuck is this? This not him. Like his name is Drama. Like how the fuck they gonna do that? And of course, you know that was before it was, uh, of course, two babies and shit like that. So you just like one at one point in time, like your name was kind of your name, and I, his name was the Drama King. And I was just like, how the fuck is this other nigga named DJ Drama? And they already got the Drama King. The whole time his name was K Slay. That was just a quick little sidebar story. Again, rest in peace to um the case lay. And that's no, I don't even that shit fucked up though. But being in the hospital or fighting for your life for four months, that's a lot. Like, damn. A woman arrested after finding after being found with 371,000 fentanyl pills during a traffic stop. Don't lock the you don't let me in. I'm locked up. Hey, 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 hey. Bro, three hundred and seventy-one thousand fentanyl pills. Yo, that bitch was about to be out here. Up, up, up. Oh my fucking god. I don't think y'all even know how many fucking pills that is. Or how much bread that is. Where the fuck is my phone with the calculator? I almost want to do the fucking math on that shit. Like, if she was to go hand-to-hand with that shit, like, at $10 a pill. Damn, what that shit would be, like, three? I need that shit. Let's just go hand-to-hand real quick. I just want to. I, I got to. Let me. Damn, I wish I would have talked on this mic the whole time. This bitch clears a motherfucker. What the fuck was I doing? Oh, let me. Where my calculator at? I want to do this math is this it? Nope. Dumb shit. That's it. Okay, here we go. Let's do 371,000 times. Let's just say she was selling them at $10 a pill. 
Oh, that ain't shit, but that's three million. I thought it was gonna be more than that. I don't know why I thought it was. I definitely thought it was about to be some way crazier than that. I'm not saying that ain't shit, but that ain't. I really thought it was about to be like some OD shit. New Jersey police officers are allowed to bap um, weed or smoke weed, I guess, when they off duty. I guess if that's something to celebrate, I don't, that shit don't seem like a, um, yeah, I don't get it. It don't seem like a big deal to me. Is he what? Is he completely alert? Do you hear him? Do you not hear this man, bro? Sir, I'm asking you, is he completely alert? Yeah, I can't hear you repeating every question that you're asking because he's over in the screen. Bro. Like, y'all just get somebody here. And give them, tell them when they pull up to try to hit the siren or something so I can know to open the gate. All right, is there more than one room? Uh, Say what? Is there more than one woman? All I see is one individual. I don't know if you got somebody with him. I don't know. We have no way of knowing it. But in order for him to get here, you have to jump over a fence and everything. I'm going to need you to secure your firearm, sir. Sir, it's secure. Um, um, Sir, it's secure. I told you it's secure. I'm not putting it down with this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sir, is there any serious bleeding? Gotta say yes, bro. Oh. 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 Got him in his leg. Y'all hear him? Get him. 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 He's trespassing on my property, calling me by my name. I don't know what he's in for, what he's here to take, what he's here to do. But he's okay, he's ready. He's neutralized. he's neutralized until you guys get here. Sir, are you with him now? Bro, <laughs> I don't even know how I almost forgot to do this shit happen. So I be, my brain be having too much shit on it. Bro, the baby is the illest nigga alive, dog. I, this, this is what, you know why I fuck with the baby, right? Because people on the internet really be believing, like, y'all believe cancel culture is real. People believe, like, your comments mean shit. You know, just, I, and I don't never wish harm on people, but sometimes I be wondering, like, what? What's the worst thing that ever happened to you in real life? Because that's the only way you believe in cancel culture. Because this, dog, did y'all listen to this nigga 911 call, bro? There's something really mentally wrong with this nigga, bro. He really, nah, this, the baby is an ill nigga, dog. He is legitimately a fucking nut job, bro. Did you hear, bro? Did you look for one? Did you listen to how this, how one, how calm this nigga is? That's one. Two, did you listen to how he talking to the dive from worm reporter? He keep calling this bitch, bro. Like, bro, can you hear what the fuck I said? Just send somebody to come and get this nigga. And she fucked up because what if the nigga realized that he shot was dying? Like, really fighting this bitch fighting for his life. And she keep asking all these stupid ass questions. And he keep just telling her, like, bitch, just send somebody to come and get this nigga. I, what the fuck are you asking all these questions for? I shot the nigga. I was defending my fucking property. And again, shout outs to fucking the state of North Carolina. Because, nigga, that stand your ground law shit is the real deal of Vanda Holyfield. Our motherfuckers gotta find somebody safer to play with, and like, and that's just so that's the funny shit to me. It's like, how do you troll, try to troll, and try to cancel a nigga who, like, again, matter of fact, I can even tie this back into the cashing out shit. Why do y'all want to cancel people? And then the these some people you gotta think about for just a lot of rappers, entertainers, this was their only real chance of making it out 
from wherever they want to come. So when you cancel these people and want these people career to be over and want these people to have to go back to living in poverty, you want to send back criminals to become even bigger criminals. Because if I'm down to my dick and I'm down to my last 50 or 100, I can I can still flood the streets. If all I got is a hundred left, nigga, I can flip this hundred. I'm nigga, this hundred in the streets can be life changing for a nigga, especially if I if you actually know how to maneuver a little bit. So that be my thing when people be so pressed to like, let's cancel these people, and then you get niggas like cashing out. He never been canceled before, but just he hit hard times. His career started to slow down, but just imagine you trying to cancel somebody. Now their career slows down. Now you put a nigga back on the streets who don't give a fuck. As a famous nigga, he's still shooting motherfuckers. Of course, he live in North Carolina. He gonna beat that shit like it was Rocky. You, you seen how calm he was. Like, he wasn't panicking or nothing on that 911 call. But that just be my point when people be just like, I, I always just like, when people be in the comment section, you be wanting to cancel people. And that goes, even you can tie that shit back into the, um, the Wayne conversation earlier, the uh, Trey song shit. Like I said, you know, we don't know none of these people and what people do behind so, so I don't know what stories be right and what's wrong. But sometimes it's like, it, you just got to be careful when you calling for people to, when you're trying to put people on blast or you're calling for people to be canceled or all this other weird shit because it's just like, I don't like, I don't want, I don't know what you would do if you weren't famous again. Again, I like cashing out. It's like you don't know how everybody's back to the wall ain't the same. Everybody's response is not going to be the same because some people don't have no family to turn to, don't have no family to run to. You don't know people's shit. So it's just kind of like, man, just be careful how you play with people. Like that shit is just, uh, shout out to the baby, bro. He's an ill nigga. That's all I can say. He, <laughs> that nigga is a, yeah, ill nigga. That phone. I'm not. It, not even about him shooting. It was just the the phone call is what did it for me. That phone call him with a now one person. I'm like, oh yeah, this nigga different, bro. He is really different. He one. He just kept his fucking. He kept himself so calm and so cool, and he really just spanked him a nigga, and got him just laying there. You just hear the nigga in the background. <laughs> I don't think y'all know how ill that is. This nigga's doing a 911 call with a nigga in the background crying for his life in the fuck and is picking up on the audio, bro. He cannot make this shit up. You know why they bitches love me? Why? Because baby don't give a fuck. Oh my God, dog. Like he need to make that shit a drop. I swear to God. Like if I'm if I'm that nigga, my next song is that nigga in the background crying. I'm gonna find a way to sample that shit up. And then the nigga tweeted out. The nigga said, I say, he said, I spared a nigga life today and it feel good because I could have took this nigga out of here, bro. This nigga is a sick son of a bitch, bro. I fuck with the baby. Oh my God. Make sure y'all go stream all the baby music. This nigga is a savage. Two years ago today, Donald Trump. What was it? What the fuck was this stat? This number crazy as shit. What was the number to this shit? Like, bro, the numbers that people keep up with is ridiculous. What the fuck did this shit say? Hold on. I don't want to read this shit for a favor because this shit was wild. The people, this is even a number. Two years ago today, Donald Trump gave 7 million Americans a $1,200 stimulus check. Bro, that shit don't even seem that long ago. That shit was two years ago. Bro, time really be flying past. 
like who like on who that that shit literally seemed like that shit was only like five months ago two years ago god damn last thing before i roll drake bet two hundred thousand that the warriors will win the western conference finals and 200k ain't shit to drake but god damn brother you that's really steph curry really gotta be your man that's a hell of a fucking bet because you gotta think about it like that would be I, that wouldn't be a bad bet to make closer to the zone like they in the semifinals and they rolling nigga the first round just getting started they literally playing game two right now and it's a close game against the nuggets this nigga got three round. he got 200k hanging over three rounds bro yeah you got to be rich to make that type of bet i ain't got the balls or the money for that type of bet y'all seen the vans that tiger uh doing a collabo with them shits like i can't even explain what them shits even look like only Tiger could pull some shit off like that. I ain't gonna hold you. What else I got on this motherfucker? Not gonna talk about NLE Chopper and this fucking um. This BBL cream or whatever the fuck he got. He this nigga's out of his. He really lost his fucking mind. Ain't no way in fucking hell, Jack. Oh, streaming company sued Sakashi Six Nine. Two million dollars for following failure to promote and perform at two shows. They uh, South Carolina inmate selects the death by firing squad over the electric chair. What the fuck is a firing squad? Let me, I don't even want to read this shit out loud, but I got to. According to the According to the court, uh, damn, can't, let me slow down. According to court documents, death row inmate Richard Monroe has decided to die by firing squad rather than the electric chair. The later this month, Richard is the first state prisoner to face this choice of execution. With this method of law went into effect last year. I believe the electric. What do you say? I believe the electric election is forcing to me to choose between an unconditional method of execution and I do the intense wave of challenges and electric and the firing squad is making it election. Richard says the statement Richard was convinced in 2021 armed robbery and the murder of, of 2001. I about to say damn that was fast. Motherfuckers be on on death row for a long time. Bro, this nigga committed, he committed a crime in 2001. He's literally just about to get killed in 2022. Nigga, he served 21 years. God damn. I, I, I guess I'm, I, I can add, what's, what's y'all take on that? Like, what's your opinion? Like, somebody served that much time, and then they still, I, I, I I guess my question would be like, if I'm going to serve that much time, why can't we just speed this process up and get this shit done with like in five years? Why make a nigga sit in that joint for 21 years and then give him the death penalty? If you're going to give me the death penalty, why we just can't kick this shit at the door as soon as I'm found guilty? Like what be the process on just waiting it out? Because I mean, I guess in hindsight, you can look at it back in the other conversation where the man died a couple of weeks ago after he served 46 years. So it's just like, I don't even still with that. Like, I don't want to do 46. And then you telling me I'm fucking free after 46 years. Like, yeah, you could have just gave me the death penalty fucking 40 years ago. Like, maybe let a nigga sit in there six years so a nigga could try to, you know, fight his appeals and try to whatever the case may be. But after that, nigga, get the, get this motherfucker out of here. You're not about to have me sitting for another 22 years for fucking what, dog?
Oh yeah. A- A- okay, we've been talking about Coachella. I'm, I'm literally about to let y'all roll. I um Isaiah Rashad performed and he had like clips of podcasters, Vlad, just people talking about, I guess, when his shit went viral. It just the clip. I didn't even listen to the whole thing because I'm not I really don't kind of give a fuck. I'm just not, I'm not really a huge fan of nobody on that label, probably besides Scissor. Um, and I really don't care about a nigga with his sexual preferences, to be honest. So I didn't, I seen like a clip of it and they started off with the Vlad and he was asking Boosie. I ain't get into it, but I think they said, I think they had a clip of Joe Button, but I know Joe Button ain't saying nothing crazy about him. So I don't know, I don't know if the clip was just, he just took them and just added them together to kind of refresh people's memory of what happened because I don't, to me, to my now, I know for a fact I listened to when Joe Button talked about it, and he didn't he didn't say nothing crazy about the nigga at all. So I don't I kind of don't know what's the point of that. Chris Rock, younger brother Kenny Rock challenges Will Smith to a celebrity boxing match. Nobody gives a fuck. That shit was over. Oh, oh this shit was crazy. Yeah, I'm 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 yeah, I'm ending with this one. This is the last one. I'm matter of fact, I don't even want to um. I don't even want to say what happened to this man. I'm just going to end it with his song and call it a, and call it a night. I feel the master. I feel the master.